My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowland, and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 248. But before we... We had some huge news this week. I mean, we are basically talking about the future of the podcast as we know it. And it all started on Tuesday when I received an email. And uh, what I'm going to do now is basically just going to tell the story of everything that happened. Uh, so, on Tuesday, I got an email. Dear podcaster, we received a notice that your podcast may be infringing the rights of World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc. Then, of course, my name and the name of the podcast. If you fail to respond within five business days, we'll remove the content. And please know it's iTunes' sole discretion to pull the content at any time, should we deem it appropriate. Now, to get that email is a little bit of a shock, especially when we've been doing... How long have we been doing this now? Five years? Five years, yeah. Yeah, it started... Um, May 4th, 2015. So we've been doing it quite a while now. And to get that from iTunes was a little bit of a shock because like I said, we have been on iTunes for a very long time. And of course, uh, I was a little confused and I wasn't sure what to say. Uh, and I thought, well, why is that? Because we're known as the WNR podcast and we have been for a very long time. You know, I think... For the duration of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was maybe the first year we were known as WWE Network Review and then, of course, coming... Uh, the WNR podcast, and I looked on iTunes, and uh, the WNR Net Review name was there, so I did change it. So the WNR podcast uh, has actually taken over. And the thing is about it is that uh, the WWE Network Review anymore. We're just the WNR podcast. And what changes that makes? Well, we'll get onto that in a little bit. But uh, I emailed back saying in response to this email, I've changed the name of the podcast. Hopefully, this resolves the issues. We started the podcast as a tribute to the WWE Network. I've never made money from this. Only doing it for the love of the WWE and the network. If anything else needs changing, please let me know. So I'm being very helpful there, uh, as I always am, Dan, aren't I? You know, in, Absolutely, these, in yes. these situations. I got an email back. Uh, thank you. Uh, when the WWE logo is removed from the podcast starts and you've made it clear that it's unofficial, not associated with the WWE, then this complaint can be retracted. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. If you go onto Twitter, at WNet Review, or you go onto Facebook, a place like this, the WNR Podcast is our logo. A logo, we've been using it. We've got T-shirts of the WNR Podcast as well. Um, but apparently, uh, there is a WWE Review artwork still out there. Uh, we tried to make changes on SoundCloud and on iTunes as well, uh, and try and make it changed. Uh, so I just said I've made the changes. 
Um, and you know, if there's anything quicker to do to do it. And uh, then we said the changes can be retracted from that as well. Uh, content was also mentioned from time to time, uh, but that is still being allowed, I would say, at this time. The only thing that has changed at this moment is the, the name is the WNR Podcast, and I guess it no longer stands for the WWE Network Review. But what we do from that is then a question that we have to ask ourselves afterwards as well. And, of course, we've got a big podcast coming up in two weeks' time, uh, the WNR 250, which is going to be huge. What are we doing on that, Dan? Um, well, we are basically going to go through and have a mass debate on who we think the top 50 wrestlers are on since we started doing the podcast. So, you know, basically we're not going to go back in history to your likes of Austin's, Michael's, and so on and so forth. But just basically since the inception of the podcast and up till now, who the best 50 wrestlers are. So a lot of them was missed off our original 50 list. I think only Roman Reigns and a couple of others made it. Uh, Undertaker was up there as well. But, you know, with kind of basically uh, what Undertaker's been doing recently, I don't think he'll be too high on the list. You know, nothing against his rest, the amount of wrestling he hasn't been doing. Yeah, without a doubt. And we've got a huge one. And first and foremost, we should say that uh, even with this kind of, you know, with what's going on with the WWE at this point, is that we are not going anywhere. And even the 250 coming up, do not worry, we're going to be here for many more to come as well, you know. But what is going to happen, maybe... Well, uh, it was definitely going to happen. There's going to be a few changes. But before we get on to that, Dan, what were your thoughts on when we, we had the email and what between us and the WWE? Um, well, I was quite... Um, I, I'm, I'm glad to know that Vince McMahon has listened to the podcast and they're too good, damn it, shut them down! <laughs> Which is probably basically his, <clears throat> basically his response to it. Um, yeah, you know, it's not going to change what we do. It's not going to change our love for wrestling. Um, it might slightly change the concept of the show and things like that, but we'll reveal what's going to happen yeah. a bit later on. Well, what better way to reveal the kind of changes that we will make than on the WNR250, our 250th episode? We'll let you know uh, what will be we'll changing on the WNR podcast. Uh, but like you say, we'll still be doing the kind of all the stuff that everybody uh, knows and loves. And like I said, and I think I, I just got a little bit annoyed because I thought what we've been doing these past, you know, nearly five years now is with the W Network and it is a kind of open love letter. And like we said, we have been watching it constantly from then. And uh, I, I just felt that if, if someone is doing that and also not trying to, you know, we're just trying to build the brand as it was trying to make people, you know, subscribe to the network even. And I just felt a bit like uh, a kick in the teeth at the time, you know. Well, that was our original goal. Should we subscribe to the network? And we answered that, yes, we should keep our... So, you know, it's if they'd have actually listened to a few episodes and, you know, not only would they have loved it and been like, yes, let's sign them up now. <laughs> and, you know, they have offered us a few dollars to <laughs> kind of cease trading, but we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it for the love. Of wrestling, yeah, that, that, and this is the thing. This is about wrestling, and uh, and the thing is, is that we've been putting the WWE Network over these past few years, and not putting ourselves over. And so it's time now for like, say, James Rollins and Dan White to maybe say, okay, right, network's there, but there's plenty more wrestling, and you can get it in, in plenty of places. Like I said, Impact Plus, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you've got ICW stuff on demand, uh, Progress, you've got, of course, um, 
Impact, Impact Wrestling, which is on uh, Five Star in the UK. So a bit of that last night. You've got fantastic wrestling documentaries on Vice at the moment, which is on Sky as well that you can catch up on. Uh, and also AEW starting their huge show on Wednesday uh, and, and everything like that. And NWA as well having uh, new content and starting having a, a weekly show. You know, this is a time for to be uh, a wrestling fan. And I think it's now time to see what else is out there as well. Like I said, it's because of the love of the wrestling and uh, and anything else. I think that's it for now. And like I said, we'll go into more detail, WR250. It will be coming across to you on two days. On the Saturday, we'll bring you the, the latest news and the kind of what the changes will be on the W Network. Of course, we'll bring you... We are not going to be doing Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, but we'll bring you the results of that and the prediction scores at the start of the 250. Our next episode will be the NXT update, and we'll bring you the, and we'll talk about EW there as well. And of course, the, the following week as well, 250 on the Saturday, all the news. And our mass debate is arguing about who actually gets into the 50. And then on the Sunday, we'll bring you the complete list, uh, 50 to 1, of who is the um, greatest wrestler on the, in the WNR podcast history. But for now, we're going to continue tradition and continue with WWE versus WCW. So let's go back to when WWE was actually good. Let's go back 20 years to the Attitude Era. And we'll start off with the alternate intro. And Dan, you can do the alternate intro. Well, agents, this is Agent Smith. And he says, I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. And I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed and the only is spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You're a plague. And we are the cure. And that is from The Matrix, which was released in 1999. Well, in 1999, WCW and WWF were the two biggest wrestling companies in the world. And for the past couple of years, had traded the number one slot. But as the year started, it seemed WWF had a plan to successful attitude era, whilst WCW had seemingly lost the plot. Rather than focusing on younger talents like Booker T, Benoit and the super over Goldberg, it instead pushed out stars like Raven and Jericho, sticking with the over-the-hill stars Hogan, Piper and Flair, who had passed their peaks a year previously. This year, the WWE podcast go back 20 years and witness WWE's rise and WWE's demise. This is WWE vs. WWE Monday Night War, September 1999. All about attitude. Last time out, SummerSlam sent shockwaves through the WWF. Stone Cold was injured and Triple H, now christened the game, became WWF champion. Well, so the Rock, sick of the odds against him, had teamed up with Mankind to become Tag Team Champions. Also, Chris Jericho debuted, and today we have four Raws and four Smackdowns, as well as Unforgiven 1999. Well, we better get to it, and we start off with Monday Night Raw, and it's the 6th of September. Yes, ratings were at a 4.4, while Nitro received... Fuck all. Uh, much from Rock and Mankind versus Kane and X-Pac for the tag titles. Yes, and the Rock makes fun of Kane, who spits fire out of his ass. He is happy for Kane that he can talk, calls him a retard and makes fun of his voice box. The fans love it, though. He uses a robotic voice and calls Kane a Rudy poo candy ass, and he will lube it up, turn it sideways and shove it up his candy ass. 
Well, kind shouts out to Brian Hildebrand, the old WWE ref. Tony did that too on Nitro. Triple H tags himself in. Well, The Rock tags himself in and Kane clotheslines him to the floor. Triple H runs in and uses the sledgehammer on Kane, rock bottom and the people's elbow for the finish. It's an enjoyable opener. Yes, and then Triple H comes back in and annihilates Kane with the sledgehammer. Oui. Here comes show and Undertaker. Triple H realises that discretion is the better part of Valor and leaves. Undertaker and show stare at Riving Kane with some parting glances at Triple H. Kane is up though and staggers to the back. Well, here comes Jeff Jarrett. That is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T and Miss Kitty with no Deborah. No bra. Well, it goes on to match two and that's Jeff Jarrett, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Who is the champion going against Jackie? Well, Jeff Jarrett has the mic and has some unkind words for China. The fans chant that they want Deborah as Jackie is utterly obliterated. He misses in the corner and she gets two blows in. Two. But Double J takes off her head with a lariat. He softens up the knee for and ends it. Well, she has enough fight left to slap him but gets her head broken by a guitar shot. Well, Val is chucking, chuckling creepily as Terry Taylor asks him about Steve Blackman. And Val is looking for him. And match three is Edging Christian versus Yaklites. Well, due to the Dudleys interfering, the number one contender match is tonight. Well, Fruk and Edge brawl on the floor and Christian turns right into a powerbomb. Ref is distracted, though, watching the action on the floor. Bradshaw sees Edge coming and just holds Christian for a powerbomb. Not picking him up yet, but he just waits for the missile kick. Christian rolls him up for the win. Well, ending sucked, but the rest was actually pretty good. And cold as we're edging Christian, Edge starts to talk about the tag champs. Cole screeches that the acolytes are coming. The Dudleys ambush them with trash cans. So it's interesting to think that... It's gone under the radar a little bit, but the Dudleys have now debuted on uh, in WWE. And they, they would have a huge impact. Where do the Dudleys rank? You know, we talk about tag teams. They're top three, aren't they? They are know? top three, yeah. You know, Edge Christian, the Hardys and the Dudleys are all... They're all top three, And, at, and at this moment, 20 years ago, you know, they're, they're all three of them are there, kind of mixing it up. And it wouldn't be until, you know, a couple of months' time that they've really, you know, come to fruition. And you get the kind of feud that would make the tag team division. V and Val and Snow... We get the GTV and Val and Show are urinating and Val makes fun of the size of his penis. Show beats his ass and then washes his hands. Interesting. Well, Meat is Meat. with Kevin Kelly. And how about he was caught with Chaz's girlfriend. He is Sean Stasiak now and talks up about how great his dad Stan was. The posse comes up and beat him and then tells Sean that his dad's... Well, to be fair, Stan Stasiak is former WF champion. And Sean Stasiak got fired from WWE by recording other wrestlers' conversations in the locker room. So, you know... Completely different wrestlers, then. <laughs> well, Val comes out and calls out Show. Show's in the back, and Undertaker wonders if he's going to pick up that punk card that Val just laid down. Show does not want to waste time, but heads out anyway. Yes, and that leads to match four, Val Venus versus The Big Show. Yeah, Val Venus beats him from the get-go. Shoved back twice, but Val is relentless. A big lariat stops that and the show beats his up. Counters by working the knees and stupidly jumps right into a waiting arms of show and his choke slammed. It's over. Yes, and then Blackman runs into the ring and beats Val some more. Well, Terry Taylor wonders if the Dudleys have a death wish. Bubba is stuttering about being eight-time tag team champions and the Acolytes. Devon wallops Bubba to stop him stuttering and he takes over. He will unleash on vengeance and goes over the three commandments. Before he gets to number three, they are tackled and destroyed by the Acolytes. And Bubba's stuttering gimmick was real. I've enjoyed that because he started off doing it in ECW as well. And then they realised they had to kind of bring it back to be reintroduced to WRF. So, you know, like I said, really great tag team. Well, Finkel comes out when Lillian Garcia is announcing for the next match. He tells Lillian to beat it and starts to announce it and realise it is Shamrock and gets a bit scared. 
Fink tries to flee and is caught by Shamrock. He's begging for mercy as Shamrock screams at him. Well, it's Y2J time. Shamrock is looking up the ramp and instead Jericho's on. The- He's furious and Shamrock will have the p- pay the price. This is not fate like UFC. It's real. It's sports entertainment. Jericho's going to take him out on SmackDown. Shamrock will wish that he never, ever incited the fury of Y2J and Shamrock sprints towards the back where Jericho's joining a little bit bubbly. <laughs> A little bit of bubbly. A little bit of bubbly. Well, Triple H and China have come down. Triple H brags about crippling Kane and Austin, destroying Kane out of action for three months, and then taking his title. He defended the title a week later and took to school that punk, The Rock. Well, the fans chant full of rock. Triple H is the game, and this is not a game, and therefore Linda needs to keep her ass out of his business. Here comes Mr. Ass, and he randomly wiggles his ass. He talks about asses and how Triple H is an ass. Lame. Triple H is called an ass hole by the fans. Triple H challenges him and ass tells him to suck it. His ass? His ass, I don't know. Well, Patterson and Briscoe are babbling in the back. And match five is Mean Street Posse versus Patterson and Briscoe. Well, the fight starts and the posse dominate. Here comes Test, Test, this is Test. And I guess he's the third partner. Test cleans house. Rodney's rolled into the ring, meltdown and elbow from the top rope, finishes it off. Pats and Briscoe work over the other two posse members on the floor. Terry Reynolds is now with the posse. She was on commentary. Well, the Hollies are walking together. And Triple H and Arsenal have their match. And our match six is Hollies versus Hardys. <coughs> Crash has a scale and Hardcore tells the Hardys that they have to meet heavyweight requirements and demand that they... Hardcore does not think that they qualify, but is willing to give them a chance. He calls Jeff Hardy. Gangrel is called a fat bastard and told to get on the scale. He does not qualify. Jeff is perched up top of Missile Kicks Hardcore. And Matt takes out Crash and Jeff is launched into him. Hardcore is body slammed and Jeff hits the swan. Goes after Crash who is pummeled to the floor. Hardcore somehow gets the win. Well, the, <coughs> well, the brood music blares and it goes dark. Crash gets a bloodbath. Hardcore finds it funny and they start brawling. Well, the Undertaker tells Cole to hit the bricks. The Undertaker's exercising their rights to a rematch. It will be on SmackDown. It will be a buried alive match. Show thinks that he's buried alive and Undertaker corrects him. He tells Mankind and Rock to get their asses out of each other and get ready. Some dude is walking in the back and they show his back. Well, here he comes. It's Al Snow dressed as Avatar. He gets in the ring and puts on his mask. He wants to know what the hell he's doing. And where he's at, he freaks out as he realises that he's wearing and how bad he drew as a wrestler when he was Avatar. He cries and whines and finally leaves. The Rock makes fun of Undertaker and his dead man gimmick. He's going to take a shovel, hit the show and stick it up his ass. Cole starts to talk to Mankind but The Rock is not done. Mankind is hurt that The Undertaker made fun of him. The match is not about titles but about pride. And talks about shoveling dirt down. There was a lot of arse talk back in the day, wasn't there? I don't think people realised it, but there was a lot of sh- either shoveling up your arse or kissing your arse. Well, or... I think that's kind of one of the only things you can get away with on, you know, a few different aspects. Whereas, you know, you can't call someone a fucking idiot and you can't oh, say shit. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of Just one of the arse. only swear words that is allowed. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, well, match seven is D-Lo Brown. I'm doing the next thing right now. Versus Steve Blackman. Well, Mark Henry soon follows, and he heads to, announce t- to the announce table. Blackman unloads on Brown. Brown gets in two moves before being run over again. D'Lo powerbombs Steve and jaws at Henry. Blackman goes for his kendo stick, but is beaten down by Val. The lowdown finishes off Blackman. Well, Terry Taylor's with Ivory, who's freaking out about Tory. Tory in a 
Apparently to tax her, Ivory was talking about a hardcore match. So it is match eight and it is Tory versus Ivory for the WWF women's title. And the fight where Droz and his friends are and there's panty shots galore. They fight all over the place and Tory gets two. Two. Ivory throws stuff at her and shatters a mirror overhead, getting the win. Ivory takes her out with a cord from an iron and then burns her with it before being pulled off. China is told by Earl Hebner to not come to ringside and he steals some t-shirts. Yes, and Kane is wallowing in a corner. And match nine is Triple H versus Mr. Arse for the WF title. Triple H grabs the title belt and misses. Arse knocks himself out, but Earl is too late to make the count, and Triple H kicks out. Uh. They argue, and Triple H runs into both, and the ref is out. Arse spikes Triple H and gets free, but there is no ref. Arse then runs into a boot and is kicked. Triple H goes for the pedigree, but is uppercutted. Up a wide. In then down. Well, Mr. Arse finally rolls on top and Triple H barely gets his shoulder up. Triple H is placed on top and Arse goes up after him and he's shoved off. Triple H leaps right into a boot. Mr. Arse leaps at him in the corner and misses. Pedigree time and the match. Not a bad main event, some near falls. And while it was obvious Mr. Arse would never win the title, there was some drama. Yes, China and Shane come down to celebrate and here comes Kane. Triple H charges with the belt and gets his head booted off. Shane is thrown into the choke slam. Triple H tries to punch him, but he's too, but he too is choke slammed. Shane crawls right into Kane and slowly gets up and hits. So there we go, triple choke slams. We move on to SmackDown, September 9th. Yes, and we have a buried alive tag team title match, and Jericho is the recipe for a good show. So far, Triple H has been solid as champ, and let's go. The rating dropped to a three point. Six. So trying to wait Kane in the parking lot and ambush him. Untaken show come in and Triple H get the back of his head run into a truck, but China low blows him and they wisely flee. Well, Bossman has the mic and Al may be nuts, but he is crazy too. He brags about skinning and cooking his dog. He proposes an open challenge. He challenges. He changes to that to any. Uh, oh, he challenges any dog lovers if they think they have the balls. So Big Bossman versus the British Bulldog. Does he like dogs, Em? Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, the bulldog strolls down. Yeah, boy, fucking WCW. He fucks himself up on Warrior's trapdoor, and then they fire him. He has an infection and nearly died. Some say that it led to his pill addiction and sped up his death. Not sure if that is true, as he's a heavy drug user, but no doubt it did not help things. WCW barely used him too, and when they did, he was fun to watch. Well, Davy assaults him and knocks him over the barrier, but he's thrust into the steps. In the ring, he overpowers Bossman, knocks him out with a nightstick and gets the win. It was a good match and the crowd was hot too. Well, Al runs down as Leaf Cassidy shows a piece of paper into the Bossman's mouth. Bulldog gives Cassidy a hardcore title and then leaves. Classic. Yes, and Kane douses on his car with gas. They run out and get doused too. As Triple H, for some reason, kept his title in the car and went to grab it. Well, match two is Edge and Christian versus the new brood. Yes, Stevie Richards has come out and he's dressed like Gangrel. Stevie gets involved and takes out Matt. Jeff runs across the barrier and hits his brother. Edge tosses Jeff back in the ring and the double team commences and it is over. Well, the lights go dark and when they come back on, Kane is in the ring and he destroys a new brood. And he growls that he wants Triple H and he will burn the flesh from his body. Well, Davey is leaving and will not answer Lillian's queries. Pack has arrived and he slurs that he wants to know where Kane is at. Lillian is with Triple H and looks worried. Triple H is upset about being doused in gas and he will douse Kane in blood and he will bring the title and sledgehammer. X-Pac has a mic and whines that he wants to see Kane. 
Kane comes out and Pac tells him that Kane has to do it without him. The bromance is breaking up. Last week not to get involved in his business and he did it. It is no good for Kane and therefore it's all over. Kane is a sad bear. Jericho and Fink arrive wearing lucha masks. And Hardcore Holly has a mic and discusses the weight class and issues a challenge. Here comes China. Well, Hardcore points out, well, it's not so obvious that he is a man and perhaps China is a woman. I knew it. He does not fight women. He says even with her silicone, she does not weigh the proper amount. He tells her to beat it and she wipes him with the scale. A match three is Hardcore versus China. Well, China beats him down and nails Crash too. She nearly tees Hardcore and Jeff Jarrett runs in and assaults her. Mr. Ross chases him off and then kills China with a famouser. Well, Crash was laughing at Hardcore for getting beaten up and now they brawl again. Yes, X-Pac is leaving and Kane is wallowing. Rock yells at Mankind about his shirt and it says it doesn't and says it doesn't matter what he thinks. Thank you. Well, match four is Bubba Ray versus Bradshaw. Well, Bubba pounds him as he gets in the ring, but he runs into a big boot. He then fires back and back suplex him. They fight to the floor and Bradshaw eats the steps. Back in the ring, Bubba's clubbing away. They exchange blows and finally Bradshaw stops that with a knee to the gut. Now he's dominating. Diva runs in. It's a DQ. All four are going at it. Yeah, so now a slew of a fit. Break it up. Trainers, referees, EMTs down. And Bossman tells Garcia to shut up. He is pissed about what Al and Davey did. He's going to skin both because he gets what he wants wherever he wants it. What about some talent? They didn't want that. Well, here comes Test, Test, this is Test, and Stephanie. She calls out Linda and Briscoe and Patterson. The wedding date is set for the 11th of October. Remember that date. And everyone is invited. Here comes the posse. Steph screeches that she wants to be left alone. Here comes Shane. Shane tells the posse to leave the ring. The war with Test is over. He's apologising for his actions. The fans call him an arsehole, but he is contrite. He wants to make sure Test treats her well, and then there are hugs all round. Oh, well, Kane is in the back with a blowtorch. Yes, and The Rock tells Lillian to hold the mic, just like so, and acts like she's hot for him and then tells her to beat it. Rock is going off about Undertaker and show. A shovel is going up someone's candy ass. Mankind gets a warm, fuzzy feeling about putting dirt on show and Undertaker and Chance buried alive over and over. Match five is Triple H versus Kane for the WF title. Kane is met by China and Triple H as they stomp away. Kane knocks China to the floor and starts to maul Hunter. Well, Kane goes up top and hits a flying clothesline. Triple H barely gets his shoulder up. Kane lowers his head and eats a knee, and Triple H goes for the pedigree, but his back drop. Kane goozes him and sends him up and then down. China knocks Kane silly with a sledgehammer to the back of the head. Pedigree and match. A lot of booze. Triple H is still not as over as a monster hill. Not because of booze, but because the crowd is not quite responding, but they are starting. Yes. They have the sledgehammer and the lights go out and Undertaker and Show come down. Triple H and China flee. Kane is up as Show and Taker. Well, Shamrock is looking for Jericho. And after the break, here he comes. Shamrock, that is. Shamrock calls him a coward and wants to face him and will give him 10 seconds or he will hunt him down. He starts to head after Jericho and cue his music. Jericho is behind Shamrock in the ring and is inside a cage and calls Shamrock a moron. Shamrock runs in. He knows he promised Ken that he would face him, but he would be forced to tear him limb from limb. Well, the cage is to protect Shamrock from Jericho. As proof of it, he points to the Titantron and shows the pictures of Shamrock getting destroyed by Jericho. Jericho calls himself a bad mama jammer, and Shamrock takes the ball back. Jericho has had enough and calls for the cage to be raised up, but Finkel is being chastised by Lillian. 
Jericho starting to panic and mocks Shamrock for screaming, but then he bends the bars and Jericho flips out and tries to climb through the cage. Shamrock pulls him out and pummels him before security pulls him off. Well, Jericho and Fink flee. As Jericho drives away, he fires Fink. Poor Finkel, he didn't deserve that. Well, Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T and his ladies in the ring. He's embarrassed by getting in the ring with a woman. He yells at the crowd that they are not getting puppies. Women belong in the home and he is the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. He is a man's man and she is a woman and he spells it. He notices the fabulous Moolah and calls her up to the ring. She hugs Deborah and Kitty. Well, back in the day, Double J tells her that in her day she would not have been in a ring with a man. She agrees, but only because she would have beaten a man's ass like China's going to do to him. Jarrett knocks her out with a guitar shot. Mae Young hobbles into the ring. Moves better than Hogan. She's taken down and put in a figure four leg lock. Uh, match five is Big Show and The Untaker versus Rocker Mankind for the tag team titles in a buried alive match. Buried alive. Well, Mankind coming down and getting into the ring before waiting for The Rock and Undertaker and Show are just stomping him into the mat. Well, here comes the great one. And The Undertaker's going right after him. Now The Rock and Undertaker going blow for blow in the entrance way as uh, Big Show still working over Mankind in the ring. I remember at this time being a fan in 1999 and uh, not having Smackdown available to us and thinking they're going to get all the best matches. I mean, you don't see, you only see very live matches on pay-per-view and now finally, you know, you've seen it on Smackdown. It's a bit weird 20 years later, history repeating itself because, you know, Smackdown at this time was treated more uh, than the Raw was and, and now we're seeing it again now, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? We'll have moved to Fox. Absolutely, yeah. Um, would that put Smackdown in the ratings above Raw now? I think it might have a real chance at it, you know. I don't think Smackdown's beaten Raw that many times. But, you know, when you consider how they're treating it, they're completely changing the announced teams and, of course, you know, the big matches that they've got for it, you know, Brock Lesnar versus, like, Kofi Kingston... As you see now, like a buried live match for tag team titles, is kind of is really big, especially when it's on UPN. Well, uh, the Rock throws Undertaker into Barry K. Now the Rock of Mankind start working over the Big Show. Irish rip him against the ropes, hit a couple of damp back elbows, and then a double clothesline takes a big man down. The Rock's looking for a people's elbow. One well, of the most electrifying move in sports entertainment. As Undertaker's waiting for his spot. There you go. Now Undertaker from behind, though, grabbing the Rock. As he was going to bounce against the ropes, dragging him to the outside. Undertaker punching the rock over an ounce table. As Big Show picks up Mankind, choke slams him into the canvas. Well, Michael Cole gets the headset taken off and the king down over so he doesn't get caught. Big Show carrying Mankind up to the gravesite that's by the uh, entranceway. Undertaker knocked the rock's head off with a steel chair, but luckily enough, the rock ducks. And Taker gets nothing but ring post. Mankind fighting out the clutches of the Big Show as well. Both men in a very precarious place as the Rock low blows Undertaker and looks to make his way up to assist Mankind. And we talk about Big Show since his move uh, from WSW in February and he's kind of settled in now. I wouldn't say he's like kind of main event talent, but he's definitely been... And uh, someone like Mankind as well. It's interesting how busy his 1999 is. He's faced uh, the Rock on pay-per-view in the singles match. He's faced Big Show as well at WrestleMania. So he's been well-equipped. And of course, we know history with The Undertaker... The same goes for The Rock as well. I mean, this is the future right now as they battle on the graveside. Mankind and The Rock having a shovel between the Big Show's leg and literally off the ground and using a clo- using a shovel to clothesline Big Show into the grave. Have you got to bury one or both of them? No, I think one will do. 
Uh, Rock and Mankind beginning to shovel dirt onto the Big Show's body in the ground. But the Undertaker coming from behind to save him. The Rock just carries on shoveling. Well, Mankind falls down that heap at least six feet. At least eight foot. The Rock notices that Mankind's in trouble and goes to head off to Undertaker. Gets a handful of dirt thrown in his eyes as the Big Show makes his way out of the grave. He's alive! A zombie! (laughs) And now the Rock's in big trouble. Now the Rock is teetering as the Undertaker's unloading the right hands to his head. But a great one fighting back. Start dead man now. Yeah, oh, this is, I think this is the best bit. We're, we're up near the stage now with Big Show. We know Mankind likes to take his bumps as Rock sends Untaker into Barricade. No. No, reverse. And the Rock goes back first upside down into Barricade. Well, Rock and Untaker on backstage. And Big Show is calling for home for Mankind. <laughs> Throws him off the stage into the grave. Holy shit. He just threw him, what, 50 feet? At least tw- 29 foot. He skidded off the grass. What would have been better if he'd throw him into the mound of dirt and then fall him back in with the dirt covering him up at the same time? <laughs> yes, man. But Big Show's got a victory here. Surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he only needs a few shovelfuls of dirt. Uh, mankind with the mandible claw, Mr. Socko down the gullet of Big Show. And Mankind's just so tough, and now Big Show's fading. And the big seven foot is going to go six feet under. Could stand up and still be a foot out of the ground. Oh. Oh, both Mankind and Big Show fall into the grave. The coal can't be six foot anyway, because Mankind would now be, what, nine foot? If he can stay out like that with Socko in Big Show. <coughs> oh, Big Show, I think he's out. Mankind right at grave site. And now Mankind's burying Big Show. This is turning to a singles match, because we've not seen the Rock. Oh, I was about to say, here we go. Lovely camera cut right now. Yeah, we cut back to The Undertaker and Rock, who are... Uh in the uh, back area there. And here comes Triple H. Clubs rock from behind. And <laughs> the Undertaker's like, nah, fuck this. I'll just leave him to it. And now Kane comes to save the rock. Starts waiting away at Triple H. Must not attack early in the night. And there's China with a chair shot to the back of Kane. Has no effect <laughs> whatsoever. And now Mankind is just going to try and continue burying the big show. He realises it's going to take him a couple of years. There's The Undertaker though. He comes jumping off the stage. Yeah, I think he's just shouting at Big Show to get out. Undertaker with a shovel shot to the back of Mankind. Knocks him into the hole. <laughs> quickly starts shoveling the dirt onto him, but Mankind climbs out as quickly as he climbed, got thrown in. Undertaker with clubbing blows. Knocks Mankind back into the hole, shouting at the Big Show to get up. The fans chanting for the rock, but it's just the sock at the moment, getting beaten down by both big men. I don't know what the Big Show's doing to Mankind right now, but... He looks to be enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> well, we see. I think Mankind's head now is protected, so to speak. <clears throat> the Undertaker couldn't be bothered to shovel anymore, so it's show's time. The Undertaker's off. No, wait a minute. Well, now the Rock comes back to ringside. And they're using all of the stages. The Rock's and the Undertaker, in it? Triple H with a sledgehammer. Well, Big Show's burying Mankind. Triple H is right behind him. <laughs> sledgehammer in the back of Big Show. The big man's down and out. Now, Triple H is burying Mankind. Why is Triple H burying Mankind for? Well, he's taking out the rock, though. And Triple H is not even in this match. He's burying Mankind alive. I know Hebner's calling for it. So Triple H has been dominant then. Yeah, well, Triple H is now the tag team champions. <laughs> well, no, Big Show and the Undertaker are new tag team champions. So after Triple H won the match, Big Show and Undertaker are now tag team champions. But look how funny Big Show looks. <laughs> 
Well, the game is proven that he's, uh, he backs up his name. Maybe Berry's another one of his potential challengers. And now Triple H Berry in Big Show and there's an ambulance backing up here to take Mankind out. Who's been buried, so Big Show's just unconscious. And they're looking to pick up the body of the Big Show. Or the corpse of Mankind. And the game now is going to open up the ambulance doors. And Austin's in the ambulance. He comes out with a double bird for Triple H and just starts wailing away at him. Austin's returned. First time we've seen him since SummerSlam. And Triple H is getting the payback. He's trying to end the Rattlesnake's career. Austin just hit him. Triple H at the back of the head, knocking him off the mound. He yeah, looks to knock him off his perch as well. Triple H built up confidence recently. And with Austin's return... Austin throws him into the back of the ambulance. And Austin's leaving with the game. And what a crazy episode of SmackDown that is. New tag team champions in a very live match. And Austin's return to Triple H. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? It was uh, certainly action-packed. There was a lot going on. Um, I don't quite understand what Triple H is rolling. I know it's obviously to set up the Austin thing coming back, but... I don't know, that didn't really make too much sense, but it is obviously good to see the Rattlesnake back and uh, obviously back in the title picture as well. Yeah, without a doubt. And, well, Austin's still doing a little bit of driving with the ambulance. And what's Stone Cold thinking? And what Austin doing going into a big truck? That is a huge truck. A WWF production, uh, production truck. And Triple H still in the back of the ambulance. There's <laughs> Austin now driving a truck. Triple H has been crushed. Oh my god. Austin has tried to kill the game. Well, it is definitely going to be game over. Austin's not finished. Oh my god. Austin comes barreling in for a second shot. Well, I tell you what, Triple H needs an ambulance. Oh shit. Well, Austin's returned and... Well, that's just sums up Stone Cold for you. I didn't know he had his HGV license, to be honest. Oh my god. Well, Austin has driven all sorts of vehicles, but he might have been driven Triple H out. Of the WWF. So it's Monday Night Raw, the 13th of September. And Raw, back to its regular time, shot up to a near 6.0 with the head-to-head. A joke as Nitro got a 2.8 and a 2.9, 4.1 in its first hour. And it's sad that the WWF arenas are packed while WWF ones are starting to get papered over. Yes, and the show and Undertaker are conversing. Mankind's looking for Hunter, assuring him he's not angry for being angry and just wants an autograph. And The Rock is waltzing around in the back. Now Linda is with Patson and Briscoe who want her not to go out, but she has to do because it's family business. It's all about family. It's all about family. Now Triple H has arrived with a full police escort. Well now Linda and the Stooges head to the ring. Linda has the mic and Triple H dug his own grave on Smackdown and will now have to sleep in it. Triple H will wrestle tonight and will find out who his opponent is too. There's a man who has a contractual rematch and he would like it that he gets it. It is Austin. The number one contender match is with five men. Then Triple H will face Austin. Here comes Triple H with China and a police escort. He comes in and beats the hell out of Patterson and Briscoe. Then tells Linda she has no idea what she's getting into. She needs to go back to Connecticut and her little office or he will do something she will regret. She jaws back at him but backs off and nods her head and departs. Rock and Mankind climb over the barrier and police swarm. Well, now Kane runs to the ring and the Rock and Mankind are in the ring and so is showing the Untaker. Triple H makes his escape as the scum continues in the ring. Mankind and the Rock clear out. Cole is with Jeff Jarrett. That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T and wonders why he beat up the old ladies on... Jarrett blames China and challenges any woman tonight if she has the balls. Well, Shane McMahon has arrived. 
for the match? For the balls. Well, now Mankind is with Rock. Cole states they are in a five-man match. Cole calls him a jabroni and asks how he feels about the match and then tells him it does not matter how he feels. Rock goes off that it does not matter who he faces and he'll be back with the millions and they would all be chanting his name. He calls Mankind goofy and is going to beat his ass. Mankind screams about nonsense. Rock will lay the smack down on his candy ass. Well, Jarrett comes down and he taunts women. Any woman that can come down who relieves themselves in a squatting position and that men are the dominant species. So the first match is Jeff Jarrett versus Luna Vachon. Lovely. Well, Luna sprints down and gets stomped. She gets in one blow and is clotheslined. Jarrett hammers her, but Luna's, Luna is game and fights back briefly, and Jarrett goes back to work. Tori runs down and hits Luna with a guitar. Ivory, I mean. And it was clear that Luna waited for the blow. Well, then he grabs Lillian and makes her get in the ring and decides to put in figure four. Well, China's not impressed with Jarrett and she's going to impress Terry Taylor while becoming IC champion. And then she and Triple H have a plan for Austin. And match two is Devon versus Farouk. Well, Devon challenges Farouk to a strap match and tells him to get his black ass down here. Farouk obliges and whips the Hades out of him. He chokes him out and hammers him. Devon returns the favour and goes to work whopping him like a government mule. But Farouk runs him over and gives him a spine buster. Bubba knocks him out with a chair and Devon gets the pin. Well, Bradshaw gets hit with the steps and Farouk is obliterated. Bradshaw runs in and belts Bubba with a chair and the Dudleys leave. Austin is getting ready. And Cole is with the Untaker and Big Show. Cole just leaves. Triple H has gone from Hunter to the Hunted. Untaker tells him that they all get ready because they are coming. Well, Finkel is the ring announcer now and JR relieves him of his duty and calls out the Bulldog. JR is asking about his motivation for giving Show the belt and why he came back to the WWF. Well, Snow deserved it. He also wanted to prove the doubters wrong that he could come back. Everyone knows that he's been IC, Euro and Tag Champ, but there's one belt he's not gotten and that is the WWF belt. Well, before he retires, he will be the WWF champion. Bossman comes out and is upset that Davey stuck his nose in his business. No one does that. Bossman assures him that he will never get the WF title and calls him a dumbass. And when he is through with him, he will go home in a doggy bag. Snow comes out and he calls the Bossman like a real name and admits that he's unstable at times and he will get revenge by putting his fat donut-eating ass in a cage. Well, he wants the cage lowered and all Bossman has to do is get his fat ass through both cages to win. Bossman wants the hardcore title on the line. Snow concurs and Bossman agrees for the match at the pay-per-view but wants a piece of snow now. Al informs him that there will be members of Pepper's family in between the cages and he brings out two big dogs and Bossman tries to act like he's not afraid. Bulldog assaults him from behind but is dropped and here comes the dogs and the handlers and Al and Davey in pursuit. Bossman flees through the crowd. Well, Cole is with the posse. He's told to leave again. Joey Abs is not going to listen to Shane and he will kick Tess's ass and call Steph a tramp. Triple H is pitching a fit in a hallway. In the back, and the medics arrive, it was Shane. Well, Fink is in the ring, and Schimmel comes down and tells him to beat it, and he does. And match three is Joey Abs versus Test. Well, Joey calls him out and wants to finish this tonight. Well, Test comes down, is hammered, and nearly pinned after a bridge suplex. Test counts with a lariat, and then he knocks over the posse off the apron. He wriggles for a move, and powerbombs Abs full of win. Well, Shane comes down and sticks a posse member... And is then swarmed. Test, after getting beaten, is back up and helps Shane out. Posse run for the hills and Test and Shane in hot pursuit. They get in Shane's SUV and continue the hunt. Austin, with two knee braces, is walking in the back. 
Who are the knee braces? Well, match four is Austin versus Triple H for the WWF title. Well, Triple H is at the top of the ramp with his escort. He's not happy with Austin ruining his plans. What Austin did last week was aggravated assault and he signed a warrant for his arrest. I do hate these angles. Here come the police and they surround him. Austin is cuffed and Triple H tries to get him, but he's pushed back by the police. A month later, Austin is finally led away. Well, after the break, Austin is finally put in the car and led away. Linda and Triple H say something to each other. He took a phone and threw it down. Do you know, we've not seen the Godfather in a while. And Oh my God, look, here he comes. Yes, and he's in a match against Chaz. Well, they go back and forth and here comes Marina and she bitches about, she wants to know why over and over. The acting is worse uh, than I've ever seen. Godfather blindsides him and after the hoe train, the pimp drop finishes him off. And Patterson want her to leave the building, but Linda will not run and will stay. Jericho's come down and the cage is surrounded the ring. He calls Shamrock a sham and the rock does not rock. Shamrock does though. He's calling Ken Scamrock and he continues to taunt him. He's going to give him one more lesson and show him why he's the world's most dangerous man. This is not a steel cage but a prison and the way to jail and this is his specialty. Well he's scoured the world to find the most (coughs) he's scoured the world to find the most proficient shoot fighter and prove he's one bad mama jammer. He calls out the legendary Gotch Gracie and he comes out with a mask on. Jericho brags about how great he is and how he found him in Taiwan fighting in the dojos and brings up all his shoot fit. Match 5 is Chris Jericho versus Gotch Gracie. Well they lock up and Jericho takes him down and makes him tap. Then puts him in the bow and arrow. He now wants to stomp a hole in him taunting him. He wants the fans to watch this and he puts him in a modified. He suplexes him and brags. He pulls him up at 2. Two. He finally stops after the lion tamer and makes the ref raise his hand and calls Scamrock an idiot and then applies. Recycling WSW stuff with Jericho. Well, Shamrock comes down and Jericho is slow to leave and is pulled off the cage. Now, Gotch helps out Jericho and they both stomp a hole in him. The masked man is Curtis Hughes, a former WWF bodyguard. Well, the rocker man kind of getting ready for their match. Brown is, Brown is paying Godfather some money. I wonder what that's for. And Cole is with Hughes and Jericho. Uh, I missed what Mo said, but Jericho mocked Shamrock and Hughes just looked angry. Well, match six is The Undertaker versus Big Show versus Kane versus Mankind versus The Rock. Well, they start brawling here. It's Kane! And now all five are going at it. Rock's taking it to show, and Mankind is knocked to the floor. Well, Mankind is taking it to Kane, and he DDTs him, but Undertaker picks up the ref. Rock and Undertaker are slugging it out. Kane is on the floor and Show is squashing Mankind in the corner. Well, the ref tries to come down and it gets tossed. Officials like Slaughter too. L comes and then just gets booked. Good father now randomly runs down and gets annihilated. Chaz is rock bottomed and Stevie Richards is chokeslammed by Kane. Now the rest of the locker room comes down and this is disintegrated into an all-out war. During the, breaks, during the break, the referees are all conferring in the back and are not happy. And they, uh, they let L know. Know that he's stolen some t-shirts <laughs> and they're on to him. Well, match seven is Val Venus and D'Lo Brown versus Steve Blackman and Mark Henry. Well, there's no Henry, so Blackman rolls into the ring and is stomped. They keep going back and forth and Brown made the tag, so Val hits the plex and D'Lo the low down for the win. Well, D'Lo has paid the Godfather off to give Henry a show with the hose. And hopefully we'll see it on GTV. Yes, and Triple H in China are walking in the back. But a limo has arrived. And here comes Triple H in China. Do you know he's not happy? He wants her out here right now. She does come out. Deep down, Linda, uh, Triple H likes Linda, wants her to say that Austin blew his chance and goes to the bottom of the ladder and has to make his way back up. She refuses and now he screams in her face and he demands that she says it. She refuses and he grabs her and here comes Vince. 
Well, Vince shoves Triple H and he would not interfere in WWF business, but this is no personal. He calls Triple H an SOB and demands to know who he is. He may be the champ, but he needs a reminder as to who gave him that break. Vince tells Linda to leave. Vince throws his jacket at him and they square off. Austin comes out and starts beating Triple H from pillar to post. So match eight is Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WF title. Austin knocks him to the floor and continues to beat him down. He chokes him out with a cable. Triple H is flung into the steps and knocked into the crowd. He pulls him back over and suplexes. Triple H is rolled back into the ring and Austin ducks a blow but is dropped via the fez pressed. Austin drills him with an elbow and grabs a chair. Well, he blasts him in the head with it and he goes for the knee. The ref takes it and so Austin decks him. Triple H tries to leave, but Austin goes after him and wails away and the bell is rung. And Triple H is low-blowed and clotheslined on the ramp. The cage is being lowered. Triple H is pounded back towards the ring and rolled back in the ring with a cage down. Triple H gets in the first move, but does not last. Stunner! And that is the first move in five minutes. So, not a great main event. Move on to SmackDown, the 16th of September. Well, the ratings rose to a solid 4.5. Yeah, but the referees are on strike. And here comes Austin, and he tells Triple H that he's not finished with him yet. Austin continues for some time, and he wants Triple H, and warns him that they can do it the easy or the hard way. Triple H comes out on the top of the ramp. Austin is not getting jacked as he blew his opportunity on Monday. Well, the fans call him an arsehole and Austin tells him that. Triple H does not care about them and tells the fans to kiss his ass. Spoiler alert. Triple H will defend the title tonight against the main event competitor, but it will be of his choosing. It will not be Austin. This is as close as Austin will get to the title. Austin counters by telling him to take his eyeglasses off because he will be following him all night and he will be really far up his ass too. Sounds fun. Well, Shane comes down to ruin the show. Kidding. He's talking about the posse and he's telling Abs they will settle this right now and this is a chat. And match one is Shane McMahon versus Joey Abs. Shane dives out of the ring into everyone. Inside the ring, the bell rings. No ref. Posse beats him down. Steph and Tester watching. Well, Briscoe's the ref and he's pulled to the floor and things are broken down as Shane and Briscoe are pummeled. Here comes Patterson and Shane rolls Abs up, but Rodney pulls out Patterson and they fight. Shane shoots Joe into the ropes and spears him. He heads up top and hits a some sort of splash and Sean Stasiak is now a ref and counts a three. Well, Steph runs down to check on Shane as Tess looks on. Well, Cindy Margolis is in the crowd. Ivory sees her on the monitor and departs the room. Well, Ivory comes out and as champ, she gets to meet a lot of stars. She has Cindy stand up and wave to the crowd and Ivory begs her to get into the ring because she's such a fan. She gets in and Ivory brags about her and all that Cindy has done. Cindy goes to leave and makes her lay down and pose and calls her a bitch. Well, Cindy is putting the figure four. Oh, yeah. Jeff Jack, that's T came down. Cindy was the most downloaded woman from 96 to 99. She had a show in 2000, but she died out at 45. She looks good and has been in Playboy twice since 2006 now. Well, thanks for that lovely information. I did not know, have any idea who Cindy was then. Well, Jarrett tackles and beats Ivory too. Triple H will not face Austin tonight and will make him pay. A match three is Mark Henry versus Steve Blackman for the WWF European title. Well, there is a ref, but we are reassured that the referees are still on strike. But there's a look for replacement refs all day, so now they are not needed. Well, the match is a minute and Val interferes. He takes out Blackman and Henry gets the pin. Here comes D'Lo and he takes out Henry. Well, Jeff Jack is in the face of Margolis who's been carted off. Tess gets in her face and calls him Pee Wee and they fight. Well, after the break, Jarrett tells Terry Taylor to shut up and he'll beat Test and Steph will not recognise him. Triple H. Uh, here comes Jericho who's with Curtis. Shamrock admitted that Jericho's the most dangerous man and 
being on his knees admitting it, Jericho would tear Shamrock limb for limb, therefore he would allow Curtis to take his place tonight. Well, Jericho scoured the earth for a referee and he found the greatest and he is from Mexico and has to wear a mask. So his adoring, adoring fans do not attack him. It is El Dopo. He is fat too. And match for us, Curtis Hughes versus Ken Shamrock. Well, Shamrock sticks Hughes and stomps a hole in him. Curtis comes back and knocks him to the floor and drops him onto the barrier. He stomps on him. Jericho is at the announce table. Shamrock counters by whipping him into the post. But Curtis stops himself and turns and is knocked down. And now he's running to the post and then whipped into... Shamrock eyes Jericho who flees and Shamrock runs into Hughes. And now he's double teamed and hammered. Back in the ring, Hughes slams him and gets two. Two. After an elbow drop, Shamrock rolls him over and puts Hughes in the ankle lock. And Curtis grabs the ropes and Doppo, the Fink probably, says that Shamrock did not break the hold in time. Shamrock is not happy and takes off the mask. And it is the Fink who gets battered a bit. Well, Mankind channels The Rock with Lillian and talks about being the people's rear end when he discusses the pay-per-view six-pack challenge and the title. Well, match five is a five-man Royal Rumble match. Well, The Rock does his thing on the mic. He makes fun of Undertaker and Kane in his voice box. Big Slow scares his fans and he's going to gather up all the gold coins, shine them up and shove them up his ass. Show comes out first. Well, they pound to Triple H and China in the back talking about his opponent. Well, Mankind is next. The show is shining. It's clobbered by Mankind and they double team in. He's hit and need and down he goes. Well, Kane is next. Kane goes off on the rock as the show uses his boot to choke out Mankind in the corner. Rock fights, but he's dropped. Both Rock and Mankind are getting it in the corner. And here comes The Undertaker. Well, The Undertaker takes his time and shrugs off, keeps walking. Rock and Kane team up, but Mankind's laid out. The Undertaker heads to the announce table. Rock DDTs Kane, but runs into a close-up from show. Mankind is goozled, but show is low-blowed by Rock. Older now show is going down, and Mankind is flung into the Rock. Well, the Rock tosses Mankind out, but turns into a chokeslam. <laughs> he turned into a chokeslam. Well, show flings him over the top, but somehow the Rock hangs on and gets back in and goes after show and tries to dump him over. Undertaker walks us in and pushes them both over. Well, Show is not happy and gets in the Undertaker's face. Midian Viscera down now. Rock runs in with a chair and gets it kicked back in his head, and now he's destroyed by all four. A match versus China. Well, Dave Hebner is the referee. China takes both out, but she's overwhelmed and beaten. Mr. Arth runs down and leaves. We get in the corner. She's double-elbowed, hardcore suplexed her, but he's slow to get up and misses a blow. Arth blindly tags himself in, putting her in a corner. Mr. Arth tees off and takes out both Hollies and gets the win. We're not sure what they're doing with Mr. Arth, and I'm sure they're unsure too. He's all over the place. Well, Jeff Jarrett knocks out China with a frying pan, and here comes Deborah and Keith. Jarrett places an apron over her. He puts a frying pan in one hand and a ladle in the other. There's only one thing left to do, and that is get her ass in the kitchen. <laughs> well, Lillian asks Bossman if putting pepper on a pole is too far. What is left in a doggy bag? And Bossman thinks it is a great idea, and I'm sure he is the only one. So match seven is Big Bossman versus Al Snow. Well, Snow runs down and stomps the shit out of Bossman. He points at the pole, but is run down. However, he headbutts <coughs> However, he headbutts Bossman over and over. Snow is on the top rope and he leaps right into the arms of Bossman and is spiked. Bossman hits him with a nightstick and starts to climb. Slaughter is the ref. Thought I would share that. Here comes the Rottweilers with Davy Boy and the dogs chase Bossman. Well, match eight is Jeff Jarrett versus Test. Test, yes, this is Test for the Intercontinental Title. Well, the fight heads. Back to the outside and Jarrett is demolishing Test and twists his arm off as he goes for the middle rope with it. He has Steph and goes for the figure four but Shane spears him and Jarrett slides to the floor and leaves. Well, China and Triple H are still walking in the back. 
Triple H has the mic and wants Shane, Vince and Linda to check with him. And Shane is okay and wants to fight. Well, Shane is the ref. Triple H talks about the Undertaker and show. And Rock and how we will not face them. Rock can kiss his ass. Just name your opponent already, Triple H. He talks about grapefruits and being a hero. He finally, after 10 years, calls out Vince. He calls Vince, chick tells him to get out of here. And how Linda is looking at him and he needs to man up. Triple H makes fun of Linda and now Vince slowly gets to his feet. Another year passes and Vince is finally coming out. Now he finally exits the back. He finally gets in the ring and Triple H challenges him and Vince will not get involved with business but warns Triple H not to make this personal. Hunter mocks his balls and calls him out. Vince shouts no. Triple H tells him to go and hide behind his skirt. Triple H can keep it up all night for Vince blindsides him and the match is on. So we go suited Vincent Mann is taking on the game Triple H, Shane McMahon's referee. And we haven't seen Vince since uh, fully loaded. And the WF title is on the line as Triple H is going against Vince McMahon. Well now Triple H pulling the jacket over Vince, just stomping him down. So challenging Vince McMahon, is that a right idea for Triple H? It's it's weird what they're doing with Triple H, trying to build him up as a heel, aren't they? By uh, trying to get better of him. Obviously, they don't want to sacrifice Stone Cold, but to have Vince McMahon return. I mean, is it too soon for Vince McMahon to come back after being fired in July? It is a bit, yeah, you know, two months later. But, you know, he wasn't coming back to get involved in business. He was coming back because of his personal life. So, you know, and he did, and Vince did all he can to kind of back away from this match. So... You know, it's not Vince McMahon nosing his way back in. It's them trying to get Vince McMahon back. Mm. And I think Triple H needs to show, you know, going into Unforgiven, that he's a dominant WF champion like he's trying to be portrayed at the moment. And Vince tries to fight back, but it's just quickly knocked down. Oh, Shane McMahon, why is to China getting involved in the match? Uh, so far, it's just been Triple H beating the granny out of Vince McMahon. Maybe Shane McMahon creating a monster in himself, getting Triple H involved. In the corporation early in the year, as Vince now fighting out, and a low blow takes the game down. <coughs> is that Breton? Can Vince have made it? Well, just as it looked like Vince was going to get on the attack, Triple H comes back with a clothesline and just chops Vince down to the mat. Now he just continues stopping, stomping on the owner of the WWF, eventually knocking him out of the ring. <coughs> well, only really Stone Cold Steve Austin's had a bet with Vincent Mann, since Vince has been a kind of evil Mr. McMahon character. So I guess it is a little something for Triple H to, to really get this. But the fans, not really solidly decided yet on him, are they? You can, you can even hear that with the crowd. Absolutely not, no. Um, you know, he just don't know, really. Well, Triple H got Vince on the announce table. And just elbow drops him through it. Huge impact. Shame that man checking on his dad, but Triple H just pulls him away. Kind of trying to drag Vince back to the ring. I think Vince has wet himself on his shirt. Even though he's got one seriously sweaty arm. I think it was the drinks off the announce label. Yeah, I think he absorbed most of it. Now Triple H's got a chair. I think he's going to use it. Oh, no. Shane stopping Triple H in his tracks, saying, look, he's an odd man. Now Triple H just shoves Shane, cracks Vince over the head with a steel chair. And now Shane's spearing Triple H. This brings China into the ring to help out her man. Well, Shane's not really being impartial. And the fans want Austin out here. And a huge chair shot. Triple H on Shane and Vincent Mann is busted wide open and now here comes Linda with the two Stooges Patterson and Briscoe they roll into the ring and start mauling Triple H but China again coming to the game's aid Linda looking to check on Vince but gets pulled back by Linda and Triple H has got Vincent Mann blooded and beaten showing him to Linda saying this is what I'm doing to your husband 
it's not doing to the WF. He can do what he wants, when he wants. He is the game. And Vince is a bloody beaten mess. The game has destroyed him in this match. And there's nothing Linda can do. Now kick to the midsection and he looks towards Linda as he loads him up for the pedigree. But Austin's music hits. Austin jumps over Barry Cade. Takes down Triple H. Well, I guess Austin doesn't like Triple H on Smackdowns either. But he tried to kill him last week and now this week... Oh, wait a minute. Stunner to China Roo was coming in to help the game. Stunner to Triple H. Gets in his face and he thinks of him. Drags hold of Vinnie Mac. Puts him on top of Hunter. Tells Shane to count. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this match was a WWF title match. Yes. And Vince McMahon has just pinned Triple H. Yes. Meaning the owner of the WWF, the man who got sacked two months ago, is now the WWF champion. Yep, your new champion, Vince McMahon. And again, SmackDown, one of the most shocking moments. Triple H has been screwed by Austin yet again. Well, Triple H is uh, more concerned with hunting down Austin. And And Vince McMahon is your WWF champion. It's been winning the Rumble in January, and now WWF champion come September. Yes, and... You know, it is a strange turn of events how Vince McMahon was doing everything in his higher power to stop Austin being a champion has now been made champion by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's a great storytelling uh, by WWF. And again, a great episode of SmackDown. But we move on to Monday Night Raw. And it's a 20- well, Vince comes down with the belt and he's happy that he won it. He even thanks Austin. He's not allowed to compete in the WWF and will therefore relinquish the title. Here comes Austin. Austin would like to be involved in a six-pack challenge now there are only five participants. Vince cannot do that. And here comes Triple H with his escort and he has every right to be in that match. The fans call him an arse and both Vince and Austin remind him of that. Triple H does not get his way then and McMahon will get hurt. Shane comes out and no more McMahon's will get hurt. He sets up a tag team match with Vince and Triple H and China, Austin tells Vince to grow a pair and get his company back. Vince would love to, but he's contractually obligated to not run it. Austin conveniently left Fineprint to allow for Vince's return, and that is Austin reinstating him. He finally does so, so after more talking, Vince rewards him with a slot in a six-pack challenge, but changes it. Austin will face the winner of that, and Triple H will get the slot as the other five want to beat his ass. Also, Austin will be the special guest enforcer. Well, that's kind of made it a bit easier for Austin. Uh, The Rock arrives and a little old police officer lady tells him that it is her birthday. He asks her name and after shaking her hand, he tries not to break into his smarmy mode. He finally asks if she likes Elvis and she does. He sings to her about Jabroni Drive and gives her $100. She is oogling him and he tells her that a woman her age should not do that. He starts talking about her stomach and taking Marlocks. And then stops himself and leaves. Mankind is wallowing in the boiler room. Midian and Viscera are sent somewhere. Well, it's to the boiler room and Midian assaults him but he's destroyed. Here comes Viscera who slams a garbage can into him and it's over. The battle continues. Here comes Jericho. Now first match, Jericho versus Mr. Ass. Well, Jericho shot into the ropes and, avoid the, and avoids the blow but is grabbed and jackhammered. Ass goes off the ropes but is pulled out and by Hughes and DDT'd into the concrete. He's shoved back in the ring and Jericho turns him into the walls of Jericho and it's been renamed. Well, Cole's with Mankind and the latter tells him to nose roll and shut his mouth. Rock has saved him earlier. Mankind wants to fight for the tag titles and the Rock comes in. He's pissed about his Rolex getting broken. He puts his shirt over Cole's head and he goes off talking trash and he loves doing it. 
He does it in his sleep. He's talking about The Undertaker. And he shifts everyone so he can hear the fans chant The Rock's name. Well, Mankind wants to keep the shirt and tells Cole that things between him and The Rock are platonic. Undertaker and Show are ready to rumble. Undertaker talks about Rock and his jokes and writes saying his butt cannot cash. Undertaker's a surprise for him and they better be ready even if they do not have much. Well, Ivory comes out and she talks about bugs and this town. Roaches in the arena and hotel, I guess. Luna is a cockroach too and she wants a title match at the pay-per-view. Fuck Ivory. She presents an open challenge to any fan and it is Luna who comes out with a disguise. The bell rings and JR says it is not a match. Well, it is a match because it's Ivory versus Luna. Ivory is destroyed and pinned. Well, Dilo talks about his lost friendship with Mark Henry. He went over the line, costing him the titles at the pay-per-view. And he's going to kick him in the gut and Henry waylays him from behind. Well, Shane is excited for his fight tonight. And Vince is calm and tells him he's not 100% but will do his pain, will handle it. Well, he's best in the world. Dilo leaves in a car. Steph and Test, Test, this is Test, are not happy with Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T, and the latter challenges into a street fight. Jarrett runs over and wants both Steph, and agrees after Jarrett calls her some names. A match three is the Dudley Boys versus the Harley Boys. Well, Bubba says that Houston sucks, true, and now Devon has the mic, he goes over his commandments. Acolyte head to the announce table. Well, the Hardys are getting pummeled. Stevie's wearing a Dudley shirt and comes down. Jeff is pummeled by Bubba. Matt runs in and cleans house as he floats over suplex attempt. Strikes with a net breaker. They fight to the floor. Jeff suplexes Devon and strikes with a swan tom. And Matt runs in and gets two. Two. Jeff fires to the floor, but he's powerbombed. A Dudley drop finishes off Matt. Um, I'd like that to be a bit longer, please. Well, the Acolyte's running and the fight is on. Well, Jarrett yells at Deborah to get ready. And the makeup girl says something can for... Jarrett is pulled off. Well, match four is Jeff Jarrett and Deborah versus Test and Stephanie McMahon. Well, Test is dominating and side slams Jarrett. He goes up and leaps into a boot. Deborah does, does not want the tag and they go back and forth. Test hits the meltdown and then drops the elbow from the top rope. Steph gets the tag, covers Jarrett and he is pinned. Well, Jarrett is pissed and he's berating Deborah. He puts her in a figure four. China and Triple H are confirmed with a police officer and Triple H is making shins. Rock is bitching about mankind talking too much. They pan separately to show and then Undertaker. Undertaker is talking to Kane. Ooh. Well, mankind and the Rock versus Big Show and the Undertaker for the tag titles is next. And supposedly we're getting a dark side rules match. Rock makes fun of those rules and does not know what they mean. Perhaps bringing down Midian and Viscera. Midian has Mickey Mouse tats and Viscera is Fat Albert. He does not like Undertaker claiming the right material, so The Rock comes up with something really quick. It is the same phrases. Well, the Undertaker's at the announce table. Midian and Viscera come out and join Show. Here comes Kine! He goes up top and clotheslines Show and then takes him out. He leaves. Mankind is in the claw, uh, is shoved into The Rock. Rock bottom, elbow drop, and Mankind's on the floor taking care of Midian, and it's all over. Yes, it was a short but solid fight. I'm sure it was. Match 7 is Sean Stajak versus Steve Blackman. Well, they start to come to the announce table. Blackman is whipped into the corner, but Sean runs into a boot. Blackman rips him to him for a bit, but lowers his head and is taken out. Steve drops Sean and grabs his bag of weapons and pulls out some sort of vibrating device, and he's rolled up and finished. Well, the Undertaker is hunting Kane. Shane and Vince are in the back, and Shane is babbling about no prisoners and being annoying as Vince tries to calm him down. Well, the Undertaker comes down there, pan on a striking ref. The Undertaker's had enough of Kane's shenanigans and calls him out. 
Here he comes. Kane gets in the ring and Midian and Show and Viscera assault him. The wall cahoots. They pour gas over him. Rock comes out with a ball bat and unloads. Kane and Rock stand torn in the ring. Mankind joins them. Triple H in China are talking again. Snow's in a graveyard with a big dogs. And not Roman Reigns. And by a grave by Pepper. Boss man will pay. He's going to pay. He's going to pay. A little later on GTV, they show a still of Bossman pissing on the grave. Well, Bossman comes out and Hardcore Holly comes out too. And he challenges Bossman. Holly mocks him how non-Hardcore Bossman is. Yes, and that's match eight. And it's Big Bossman versus Hardcore Holly. <coughs> well, Hardcore runs down. He's annihilated. He's knocked to the floor, runs into the steps. Bossman blasts him with a chair a few times. He shatters a glass mug across his face. Back in the ring, Bossman retakes command. Snow's on a tight and tosses a dummy down. And Snow six the dogs. Bossman, this is the future. Bossman goes back to the holly and cuffs him to the ropes. Crash knocks him out and hardcore falls on him to get the win. Henry is at a strip. <laughs> Henry is at a strip club getting a table dance. D'Lo leaps on him and then beats his ass. Triple H in China walking to the back and Jeff Jack shoves Triple H and takes a wall swing at China with a guitar and misses. Official swarm. There's a lot of interim refs and they're all pulled apart. Vince is readying himself and Shane leaves. And match lines Triple H in China versus Shane and Vincent Mann. Well, Triple H will prove to the world at the pay-per-view that he is the game. He will be the next WWF champ. Austin will be put back on the cripple shelf where we last left him. Shane comes out with Test. Vince is blockaded. Well, Shane gets the hot tag and Bronco busts Triple H in the corner and then both close on each other and are down. Jeff Jarrett comes down. Instead of attacking China, he goes after Test. China nails him from behind and beats him up in the back. Test is back on the apron and he gets a tag and unloads on Triple H. He is tripped up and Test goes up top and misses the big elbow. The ref is knocked down. Shane is walloped. Triple H pedigrees both men. He grabs a chair and drives it into the shoulder of Test and does it again. Now Shane gets hit by the chair and Test is decimated. Well, not bad. Triple H came out strong at their time, even though he's destroyed at the end. Triple H leaves and Vince greets him at the top of the ramp and drops him with a chair. Shot to the head and then slaps him. So we move on to SmackDown the 23rd of September and it fell to a 4.3 rating. Vince starts off the show and calls out Triple H. He's not happy with him for threatening his family and beating him up. He will now get even. Triple H has to face his five opponents, rocking a Brahma ball rope match, a casket match against The Undertaker, a boiler room brawl against Mankind. Triple H is livid. An Inferno match against Kane and a chokeslam challenge against Big Show. Vince throws him a bone and says he does not have to win all five matches, just three out of five. Triple H is held back by China and Vince tells him to save his energy as the first match is now. So the big show's just come out and it's choke slam challenge. And Triple H went right after him but got caught with a couple of big headbutts. I mean, he's got to win, what, three out of five. I don't know if it's the best way to start, but maybe Triple H just needs to conserve his energy and say to like the big show, come on, just choke slam me maybe already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As he tries the Irish whip, but Big Show's just too strong. And a huge chops for the chest. And Big Show got some retribution to pay on Triple H because of the sledgehammer shot on SmackDown in the Buried Alive match. Well, Triple H looks beat already. Big Show just throws Triple H. And by with the Undertaker's guidance, is this a more aggressive, mean-spirited Big Show, more focused than ever before? He seems to be in this match against Triple H. Well, he looks in very good shape. For a big man. Big man. And he could walk out as WF champion this Sunday at Unforgiven. The game they're using a bit of speed. Here we go. Choke some attempt. Now he's trying to lift the big show who's uh, not budging in. 
That's the Big Show's turn to grab Triple H by the throat. Oh no, he's up. One-handed choke slam, and the match is over, and Triple H has lost. Well, that's a shame, but uh, not a great start. So naught and one, and I think Big Show wants a little bit more retribution. Well, just to make sure, he gives him another choke slam. Well, Vincent Mann has put Triple H in a line of fire tonight. Uh oh, wait a minute. What's better than two choke slams? Um, two choke slams and a hat. <laughs> no. Well, he's loading them up for the third time. Lucky, as China looks to get in the ring from behind. And she might have saved Triple H. He's like, let's not forget, he's still got four more matches to wrestle here tonight. Oh, they're not easy matches either. Without doubt. Well, Michael Hayes is with Cole on commentary. So much for his work with the Hardys. I guess that was over weeks ago. Refs are on strike and they've shown him pick it in earlier today. Dudley's assault Teddy Long and kick his ass. Come on, player. Well, match two is X-Pac versus Mark Henry for the European title. Well, D-Lo comes down to the announce table and he faces the winner at the pay-per-view. He does not care who wins despite wanting revenge. Well, X-Pac is annihilated and put in a bear hug. He escapes, but he misses in the corner. Pac is draped over the middle rope and Henry leaps on him and slides over him too, landing on the floor. But he misses the elbow drop and X-Pac elbows back. Pac kicks him into the corner and it is a Bronco Buster time. Henry shoves him off, but he jaws at D'Lo, and Henry is kicked to the floor. Henry is counted out in one quick-ass count. Well, Henry and Brown go out, and D'Lo's whipped into the post really hard. His, four round, his forehead is bounced off it. Well, Lillian is with Luna, who is rambling nonsense and uh, moving along. Jeff Jarrett, that's T, is with Kitty in the ring. China will understand her plight soon enough. China learned her lessons, and her puppies, where her puppies are at home, a woman employee tells him to wrap up his interview and he yells at her calling her woman on asking if she's won over. He tosses her papers in the ring and tells her to clean them up and shoves her down and starts to put her in the figure four. He patiently waits for China to run down and knock him silly with a frying pan. She places a ladle in his hand too. She takes off his demon and she'll be wearing the pants come Sunday. I really like that. That's actually a really good moment with China. Finally get a little bit of retribution. Uh, Kane is walking in the back. And he must be walking out to his match. It is an Inferno match with Triple H, and it is now. So here we go. And it's weird again to see an Inferno match. We have seen one on Raw, but right now on SmackDown, Triple H is literally in the line of fire. He's in a ring of fire, and it burns, 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 that ring of fire. But what I like about it is when wrestlers have actually got gimmick matches. I mean, it's difficult nowadays, isn't it, you know, with talent to say what is their type of match. But Kane with the Inferno makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. Triple H would be a sledgehammer match. Yeah. What would Austin's gimmick, though? I was probably just a no disqualification match. You know or what a mean? six-pack. Anything goes. It's mm. six-pack, yeah, that's true. Uh, the Rock and his Barmer ball strap match. Man kind of calls Boiler Room Brawl we're going to see later. What's The Undertaker's end? Because he's kind of like got Hell in a Cell. Yep. He's got Buried Alive match, Casket match. He's got a last ride match he did as well. So yeah, he could a... also have chokeslam match as well. Yeah, so there's a lot that Leonte can do. And Kane looking to put Triple H away. You would I... think... gone. I was going to say, I do like how during this match, like, you know, every impact move, the flames just dance higher. That's cool. I was just thinking if Triple H got set on fire now, it might be difficult to compete in the next three matches. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Absolutely, yeah. But he is trying to set Kane alight. Wouldn't be the first. Probably won't be the last. So to win, you have to set your opponent on fire. Yep. And Triple H trying to send Kane's head into it. I think how annoyed I was as a young man to not be able to watch these, you know what I mean? This is like pay-per-view worthy matches. Not be able to see it because it wasn't available. 
Absolutely. Well, we've had two pay-per-view style matches already on this card. And Triple H looking to go with pedigree. No, but came with a backdrop. Picks Triple H up by his throat, looking to deliver the third choke slam to Triple H tonight. <laughs> Gets it. And now Kane calling for the end. Oh, wait a minute, he's distracted by something on top of the ramp. What's that? Oh, it's X-Puck. He's covered in blood, and he's laying on top of the entranceway, and oh. Well, Undertaker, Midian, and Viscera surround him. And I think they're responsible for the attack. And X-Puck is a mess. He's definitely suffering eternal bleeding. And the man that made Kane human, what will Kane do? Well, he boots Triple H down. And where the hell is Kane doing? Well, jumps over the top rope, takes out Midian and Viscera. As the Undertaker's there, he looks less dead man and more American badass pose he's got. No doubt, and he's, he's using Midian and Viscera as uh, two pawns in this game. And Viscera sending Kane into the ring. And Kane's arm's in there. Kane's hand is on fire. He's on fire, baby. Kane's on fire. Gone, Kane. <laughs> well, Kane doesn't care about his hand being on fire. He cares about Triple. He cares about X Pac more. As uh, <laughs> fire marshals attempt to put his hand out, and then he places it on the chest of X Pac, bringing him back to life. And Triple H has actually won a match, so he's got uh, he's one and one now. Yeah, that's more important for the game. He's back in the game, so to speak. Uh, two matches down, one apiece. Kane is devastated by X Pac, but the game's still in this one. He needs to win next two. He needs to win two. Two. Two more. Well, after the break, Pac is dead and Kane is flipping out. Undertaker with his crew reminds everyone that he would get Kane back. Undertaker is done for the night and Lillian reminds him of his match. No one orders the Undertaker and tells him what to do. Vince stops him and tries to tell him he will wrestle. Taker tells him no one orders him around. Vince counters that if he does not participate in the match, he will not be involved in the pay-per-view. Undertaker does not care and states he will be not, not be involved in anything around here and leave. Ooh. So the Undertaker is done. This is his last appearance until he returns as the American Badass. So talk about an impact. And like you said, he looked ready there. There were talks at the time of his retirement because of how bad... He's been walking around badly, hasn't he, for the past couple of months. You know, we've seen Indeed. it. Indeed. Well, it, you know, not knowing then, no, you know... Does this look like a sign of what's to come? Would you have ever thought that, you know, if The Undertaker does come back, he will be dressed yeah. very similarly to what he's in now? It is crazy, isn't it? You know, when you think about uh, what actually happened and at this time as well. Like I said, I was devastated when The Undertaker wasn't that unforgiven. But that does mean there is a spot free for that as well. Well, here comes The Rock and he has come back to Dallas. He makes fun of Trip Monkey Ass all over the arena. He name drops two Dallas Stars players, NHL, who just won the cup. He wants to borrow the cup, and they allowed it, and he will hold it up to the light, shine it really nice, and turn that bitch sideways, and stick it up Triple H's candy ass. The star player has a four-year-old in his lap who looks baffled as his dad giggles at the language. Oh, well. Well, Mankind comes out, and the Rock is not happy. Mankind does not know too much about the Stanley Cup. He heard that the Great One needed a cup. Mankind ran out and got him one. He speaks for everyone when he has to protect the people's jewels so one day we can have a Rocky Jr. running around. He does disagree with one thing. The people really want to see Mankind in the boiler room with Triple H and he has a special pipe too. He's going to shine up real nice and turn it sideways and then as the rock glares, he's going to hit him in the head with it. <laughs> well, here comes Road Dog, and he wants his music cut. They are overlooking one small detail. They are the tag champs and that means something to him. Road Dog tells the rock that he's checking into the Smackdown Hotel. 
no one wants to see a Brahma Ball or Boiler Room match. And there is one match they want to see and he points to the entrance and here comes Mr. Ass, And they hug and the fans cheer. What the fuck is going on? Mankind is a big fan of them but the Rock and Sock connection backs down from no one and the belts are on the line. So after, it's, it's been so weird because Mr. Ass, you know, was becoming the king, so to speak. Now... He's just come back with road. They really gave up on Billy Gunn's kind of push, didn't they? In 99, we saw him going against The Rock in one match. And then that was it for him, basically. Back to tag teams. But we are going to see the Outlaws versus The Rock and Sock Connection right now. Absolutely, yeah. So it is the tag team titles on the line. So the Outlaws back together. So we're going to see Billy Gunn in there with Mankind to start off. And Billy Gunn, could he have made it as a single competitor, Dan? I mean, we've seen him at his, I guess, best here. I don't think the deck is too stacked at the top. You know, there's a, there's a few wrestlers that are, uh, you know, not taken away from his skill and his uh, abilities and that, but there are wrestlers that are above him. You know, The Rock, Mankind, Triple H, Austin, Big Show, Jericho. You know, so it's. I think this is a better place for him because otherwise he would have been stuck floundering in the mid card. Yeah, I think this is a fine. With, uh, even with Road Dog as well, I think he's been faltering a little bit ever since kind of DX split up. You know, when we talk about uh, the kind of the way it went, and now we're seeing them reformed back together now. So DX split up. They had a fight over who gets the rights to the DX name, and now they're back together again. And using the New Age Outlaws name. Yeah, and Mr. Arsenal, we've seen him wrestling Triple H recently as well, so we know he's uh, kind of back to the good side, so to speak. And Rock's done a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, he's been featured really heavily as in these past few weeks, especially with Austin's injury and everything else like that. But he's ready to take the mantle, as you can see. Absolutely, yeah. He's uh, He certainly is a superstar. Oh, well, the Road Dog looking to finish up the shake, rattle and roll, but the Rock ducks it, hits him with a Samoan drop. And what goes for the cover, but Road Dog managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Jimmy Cordera is there. He's uh, crossed the picket line. He's a scab he referee. <laughs> and now the Rock putting his boot up for uh, Billy Gunn's head to get round into earlier. Now Mick Foley's using his head as he headbutts the Road Dog a couple of times. I wonder what will happen with the casket match later with uh, Triple H and the Untaker if the Untaker's walked out. Absolutely, yes. And also these two guys uh, defending their tag team titles have also got a match tonight against Triple H. Mankind dropping the leg a bit low of the waistline but trying to convince the referee now it was above the belt. And Mankind, he's got his trousers on. I don't think he cares. <laughs> it's Mankind. It's always a bit of a mess. But the comic relief and after the war, I mean, we've seen him getting thrown 50 feet a couple of weeks ago. Still managed to wrestle week in, week out. Well, Rock kicks uh, Road Dog out of the ring for Mankind to kind of pick the bow as he's drawing with Billy Gunn on the other side of the ring. I think I've always been a fan of the Outlaws, uh, what they bring. I mean, obviously, probably not the most technical team, but I think what they did great, and we're actually seeing it in this match right now, is the fact Road Dog was the one that get worked on, and Billy Gunn, he could take a hot tag. There's no doubt about that. When he came in, business did indeed pick up, I think, with the Outlaws with that. And I think Billy Gunn, you know, we talk about tag team, one of the most successful tag team wrestlers in history when you think about where the Outlaws, of course, like Billy and Chuck as well, you know. Do we not give the Outlaws enough credit when it comes to tag teams? Because we were talking about them earlier, saying, you know, it's Hardys, Dudleys, and uh, Edge and Christian. But the Outlaws... I, I think that's definitely... I think because they were during a time when they didn't have that many rivals. If they had a great rival to go against, you know, like Legion of Doom won their way out when they first started. 
And in 1998, we've seen them, you know, against headbangers and stuff like this. The Nation was good, but even they didn't have the kind of proper tag team, so to speak, did they? You know, no. so... And now they're going against the Rock and Sock for the tag team titles. Yeah. So they've never really had... And now they're getting to a stage where, for the next few months, they will be able to feud with, like, people like Dudleys and Hardys and the Acolytes. As a Rock and Sock connection, dominate this match. I was always a fan of the SmackDown setting as well, you know. Like I said, from all the red to the blue, and even the kind of setting, the way it was set up. Well, Mankind looking to drop the elbow on Road Dog, who moves out of the way. Rock gets a tag in. Billy Gunn gets a tag in as well, and he comes in, and he's on fire, baby. A bit like Kane earlier, and Billy now, Irish whipping Rock. Spinning back elbow, drops the Rock, and then bounces his head off the turnbuckle. Irish whips him to the opposite one. Billy Gunn looking for the arse splash. And now Rock's in trouble. No, responds with a clothesline. Just completely drops Mr. Ass. So who are the faces and who are the heels in this match then? Or is it face against face? Well, I guess it's facey face at the moment. We have seen Rock and Sock working more as a tag team. I don't know if that'll lead to heel tendencies. Well, we see dual back elbows. And now Road Dog's... Oh, no. Road Dog had uh, Mankind in the corner and Mr. Ass had the Rock. But both of them reverse the Irish whip, sending... The Rock into Road Dog, who was going to deliver a rock bottom but missed. And now they're both on the outside. And now it's Mr. Ass and Mankind in the ring going at each other. I think these are legal guys. Billy sends Mankind into the Rock, though, in the apron. Oh, knocks the Rock off. The famous One, two. Wow. And we've got new tag team champions. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> we have two new tag teams, yes. Two tag team champions, even. The New Age Outlaws. Are the new tag team champs. They're reunited here on SmackDown. And did The Rock just visibly say, fuck? No, I think he's not happy. The Rock and Sock connection might be over. But the Outlaws have won the tag team titles again. Wasn't a bad match, was it? It wasn't, no. It was a one, but you can see the cracks forming in the Rock and Sock connection now. Without a doubt. Well, Vince is asking Midian and Viscera to take The Undertaker's place. China tries to calm Triple H, but he will not give up and will get his title. So who will take the place of The Undertaker? Will they accept? Yeah, Midian and Viscera coming out here now. They're going to go against the game, so two and one. But who would you rather face, Midian and Viscera or The Undertaker? <coughs> Probably Midian and Viscera. Yeah, I think I would as well, even though, you know, don't get me wrong, big In man. a casket match. Yeah, you've got China Lelo to help. Well, Viscera won't fit in a casket, <laughs> so you've got no chance of beating him. So the game is one and one at the moment. But he has been through two matches with two uh, larger-than-life athletes, you and, know, in the big show and Kane. And been hit by three choke slams. So yes. <laughs> we'll see. It's one, two, three. Well, it is a casket match. Does he have to get them both in the casket? Because I'm really 100% certain that they both won't fit in that casket. No, I think your best bet is for Midian. But Triple H on the attack early. Straight after Viscera. And Midian cuts him off from behind. And the former WF champion against these two guys who were kind of, you know, the back of the ministry, so to speak. Well, the last dregs of the ministry of darkness are uh, remaining. And probably the biggest match of uh, Midian's career. Yes. What do you think of Midian and Viscera? They're awful, aren't they? It, it, it's good that the talent improved, so to speak. You can see, like, we talk about the stars on top, but the the whole roster isn't as strong, is it? You know, you've seen the same guys kind of being reused, and after the ministry, aren't you? are like, oh, fucking Midian and Viscera still employed. Well, fucking fair play. Indeed, yes. Um, oh, they're not the strongest of wrestlers. It is actually surprising how long Viscera did actually stay yeah. around in the WWE. We said he, when he you know, won the King of the Ring in 1995 and he was still being like Big Daddy V later on, you know. it's uh... So he was part of Men on a Mission. <laughs> yeah. Was he Mo or Mabel? 
Uh, Mabel. It was Mabel. Then he went on to Viscera, then to Big Daddy V. So like the love machine kind yeah. of thing, wasn't it? And when he was, Garcia, wasn't he? Was it in 2006 in the Royal Rumble where he started humping someone? Yeah, I think that was his, <laughs> that was his finisher. Or Triple H just pulled Midian in for a splash. And here comes China. Low blows Viscera from behind. Triple H gets him into the pedigree. Oh. Plants it. Well, the biggest pedigree ever hit. And now Midian's in trouble. He gets loaded up for the pedigree. He gets dropped. And all Triple H has to do is stick Midian in the casket and it's over. He's in. Doors closed. Match over. And Triple H wins. But that's not Triple H's music. No, that's uh, no chance in hell. Vince slash Shane's. So Shane's statement is Triple H has to beat both individuals in this casket match even though he's just thrown Midian into the casket. And Triple H can't believe it. He's shocked. That's not fair. Well... Viscera is pounding on Triple H. Well, he's got million in there, but, I mean, he, he can't do this, surely. Well, don't call me Shirley, but if anyone can, the game can. <clears throat> now, Viscera has just let Midian out of the casket, and he's got Triple H up on his shoulders. Oh! A 500-plus pound Samoan drop from the non-Samoan Viscera. And now Midian's out of the casket, and there's uh, double trouble for Triple H. Well, you don't see many pump handle flips, but Viscera just came down hard there with the splash. Will it be successful this time? <coughs> yes, Midian does land on the game. <coughs> Midian holding him for a second splash. Well, this time they're looking to roll Triple H into the casket. A lot, a lot of people know this, but actually Midian farted in that <laughs> casket before he got out. Oh, that makes it even worse. China can't believe it. Triple H is 2-1 down. Midian and Viscera... Have beaten the game. And can Triple H get back in to the game in his next match? But up next, Ivory's with Lillian. She's calm as he, she stalks about, talks about the WF belt. to honour and class. She accepts Lillian's hardcore challenge at pay-per-view. She's not willing to give up her belt. Now she acts like a face. Yes, they show Mankind and The Rock preparing. And now it's Hardcore Holly versus Al Snow. Well, Holly hammers in from the get-go, but is clotheslined and stomped. Al tosses him over with a release suplex. Holly retreats to the floor and gets back in and hammers out and drop kicks in before putting him in a chin lock. Bossman is on the Titan Tron and he is smacking at the dogs who are in the car. Snow is whipped into the ropes but he power bombs Holly. Crash comes in and he gets blasted by Al, but Al walks into a brain buster and it is over. Bossman comes down and clocks hardcore then force feeds Al with canned dog food. Chain first. Jesus. Well, match seven is Triple H versus Mankind. And it is a boiler room brawl. So if Triple H loses, he's out, isn't he? I can't work out the maths at the moment. With three matches in. Is that a drunk Marty Gennetti? He's got two left. It's Tom Pritchard, the uh, scab ref. Triple H needs a win here to draw himself level. Triple H asking where Mankind's coming in. He's already in there. <coughs> a Mankind comes charging towards Triple H and just slams his head against the door. Yeah, yeah. The odds are certainly stacked in Triple H's favour to join the six-pack challenge. As he hits Mankind in the stomach with a, a metal bucket and then over the head a couple of times. The last Boiler Room brawl is uh, Mankind versus Big Show. And that was brutal in itself and Triple H now chasing Mankind up the, lad uh, up the stairs. Triple H with a massive pole just sends it into the throat of Mankind. And now he's just looking to whip him with it. Mankind fighting back these two men. I've got a lot of bad blood between the Triple H took Mankind out for three months. Now Mankind can stop Triple H having an opportunity, Unforgiven. 
Mankind with just a wooden stick bouncing off the back of Triple H. <coughs> Mankind just throwing Triple H back first into a metal filing cap. Oh, Triple H was shot to the face of Mankind. A bag of nails and bolts has been dropped by Triple H, the one he hit Mankind over the face with. Oh, well, Triple H with a suplex to Mankind over them bolts and nails and on the concrete ground. Both men down at the moment. Can Triple H get up and out? Well, you've got to escape the boiler room to win the match, and Triple H is crawling his way out. Mankind's <laughs> following him. But Triple H is waiting around the corner with a metal pipe in his hand. Oh, Mankind ducks it, though, luckily enough. Grabs hold of Triple H and just throws him into a metal filing cabinet. A different one from the one I previously mentioned, by the way. Yeah, this one was just like, the other one was red. <laughs> and our mandible claw locked in on the game. And Triple H may be out. And if he passes out, it means his opportunity goes as well. And Mankind's waving goodbye to Triple H and any opportunity that he has at the title. Well, Mankind needs to go upstairs and he'll win this match. What's Mankind doing? He's up on top of a roof. <clears throat> oh, well, it looks like he's fallen off and landed through a table with loads of pipes and that on it. I think so. a pipe hit Mankind and he fell off. I don't think pipes can hit people, James. <laughs> Someone must have been holding it. No, I think you're seeing things. He just slipped. Well, Mankind fell at least 25 feet there. At least 32 and a half foot. Triple H looking to get out. Uh, yes, managed to escape as Mankind's laying beaten and battered over a table. So Triple H wins and it's 2-2 two, two now. So he needs to win his next one. He'll be unforgiven. But let's see what happens again. I mean, Mankind's up on top. Going to hit the elbow. Look, someone with a pole. Well, we cannot confirm nor deny that it was somebody. But a pole definitely hit Mankind. Well, there we go. Mankind loses. Triple H has got one more match. And that'll be later tonight. Well, we go on to match eight. And that is Ken Shamrock versus Chris Jericho. And this is Ken Shamrock's last appearance in WWF. We talk about Undertaker walking out the door. Shamrock would go away and uh, he's never actually returned. He has returned to wrestling recently, though, with Impact, and uh, he'll be fighting Moose coming up, uh, I think, at Bound for Glory. So, good old Ken Shamrock. I've been quite a big fan of Ken Shamrock. What have you thought of his run in WWF? Um, it certainly has been in, in, interesting. He's really not, again, another main-level talent, but he's a very solid mid-carder. Yeah, I think he worked well as a face, and it kind of joint being a heel work out for him, but he's going to be facing Chris Jericho now. And these two men have been feuding these past few weeks as the network stops again. Yes, the network is so great. It always stops and gives you time to talk about things. A little bit of bubbly! A little bit of bubbly! Shamrock, ah! Was in that for the last time. Ken Skidmark! Shamrock. <laughs> and Jericho has come out here dressed in full hockey gear. Is he the goon? Well, he looks a bit like a goon. It was meant to be a first blood match. <clears throat> and this is cheating from Jericho. Or is it smart play from Jericho? Well, Shamrock, what's Jericho coming out here? <laughs> Harvey Wimpleman. He's a great manager, wasn't he? Well, he nearly got taken out by the hockey stick swung by Jericho. And now Shamrock responded with kicks. Oh, he strips Jericho to the corner. But Jericho with a boot up to the midsection. And now Shamrock going to attack the helmet. Well, he just throws Jericho's helmet across the ring. <clears throat> One-handed this time. I think this is a good way to use Jericho since his debut. Absolutely not. Just making him look like a stupid idiot. <laughs> what would you do with Jericho instead of making him wear a hockey outfit? 
I'd, I'd have him running through the lower card and then building his way up to the mid card, mainly getting a mid card title and then working his way up from there. He's like, I came from WCW for this. Yeah, or Shamrock sending Jericho into the stairs. Throwing Y2J back in the ring. So fans of this SmackDown are getting a fucking huge treat. <laughs> I mean, not only have they got a, uh, an Inferno match, a Chokeslam match, a casket match, they've got a First Blood match, a Boiler Room match. Yeah. And uh, a Brahma Ball strap match. I oh, know, it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, I think how annoyed I was when I couldn't, wouldn't be able to watch it. Wait a minute, who's this? Well, that's Curtis Shoes. We've seen in the past few weeks with Jericho. He's come out to attack Shamrock. Very good distraction as Jericho swings with a hockey stick and just cracks it straight in the midsection of Shamrock. One across the back and one to the elbow. <coughs> well, the referee can't do anything. It's no disqualification. And now he's holding him. And Jericho with a huge splash right to the midsection. And uh oh, with Shamrock's history, you don't think it's caused internal bleeding. It has, yes. Shamrock is bleeding from the inside. And Shamrock is in big trouble. Jericho's won the match thanks to Curtis Hughes. And that's it for Ken Shamrock. And Jericho continues. But, I mean, that's a weird match, wasn't it, really, when you consider what was going on there? Absolutely, yeah. <coughs> well, Davy Boy demands a title shot. as Vince is unsure, but Undertaker is gone. And so Vince agrees. Davy will be ref for this match, too. I smell a swerve. I love David Boy Smith. All I care about is that WF title. There he comes. Well, match nine is The Rock versus Triple H in a Brahma Bull strap match. And the Bulldog is the referee. Yeah, and the stripes fit him, didn't they? And uh, he's a victory here tonight against the great one. Two and two now. Can he beat The Rock? A Triple H match. Sing, bro. <laughs> 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 so we go down to business. We already know Unforgiven is going to be Mankind, Kane, Big Show, Rock, David Boy Smith taking the Untaker's place. Will it be Triple H? Only if he can win here. Pretty good film. <laughs> and now Rock with a big right hand taking down the game. So the rules of this strap match, is it? Touch four corners? There are no rules. No, sorry, I just like saying it. Um, this, this match, Pinfall. No. You do not worry about the four corners. Vincent Mann is doing Triple H no favours. Having to go through all these matches, even if he gets to Unforgiven, there's no way he's going to be 100%. And then if he does get through that, he's got Austin waiting for him. So it's not it's not good for the game at the moment. Absolutely not. It could be game over very soon. <coughs> it is a good way to talk about building a hill wrestler low, getting victories, isn't it? You know That's what you need. Even Absolutely. Though he, even though he lost to Midian. Well, Rock and Triple H are fighting in the crowd now and it is a false count anywhere match and these two men have faced off in so many different type matches throughout the years so well accustomed to each other building up at the same time well yeah you know they was going against each other as uh the nation versus dx and now the well they're basically going at it for the rock to try and prevent triple h from being in that six-pack challenge and rock goes head first into the inferno equipment but the thing is as well WF, it's time you're paying for that one match aren't you because you talk about six-pack challenge Pay-per-views coming up. If you wanted a, a match with, you know, a show with good matches on, uh, this SmackDown itself has been a pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? With the amount of gimmick matches and the storyline going through. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see how Unforgiven goes and see which one's the the one you'd rather have been at. Well, Rock going for the cover, but Triple H managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Bulldog has been unbiased so far. Yeah, certainly has been impartial. Irish whip reversed by Triple H, who manages to get the high knee. And now going down low... With a low knee. 
Not a lone Lee. No, not like me. A Triple H managing to use his knees and he pushes a bulldog. A bulldog shoves him back and he's taken none of Triple H's bullshit. Oh, and bulldog slapped Triple H. Let's not forget who the referee. Let's not forget who's in charge. And a rock getting to his feet. <coughs> the Rock with a huge right hands on Triple H. Now the Rock and Triple H onto the outside. Oh, and the Rock with a huge DDT to Triple H. Right on those mats. How thin are those mats, Dan? Those mats are just mere millimetres thick over pure concrete. Goes for the cover, but only gets a two. Two. And then the game has faced the gauntlet. And he's looking to come out the other side. You've got to think Vincent Mann is backstage smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he knows... The Vin- uh, that Triple H is in a lot of trouble now. And Jeff Jarrett's out here with a frying pan. What, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T? Yeah. Who's he going to hit? Well, I China. don't know. There we go, China. Right in the back. A bit of payback to what China did. <laughs> and he's got a knocked out China in the figure four leg lock as the Rock and Triple H are still battling up the entrance way. If I had a knocked out China, I wouldn't put it in the figure four. And now release and hold. China's not going to be able to help out the game. Uh, the Rock dropped his head. Triple H used that as an opportunity to bounce it off his knee. But he walks right into a Rock bottom. Plants the game. Well, this is it. But the Rock's going to put the cherry on the cake. Oh, no. Bulldog blindsiding the Rock. Hits him with a clothesline. Well, the Rock doesn't know what's going on. And the Bulldog... Taking a page out of Braun Strowman's book. Well, but yeah. Running but... power slam. Not a very effective finisher, but still, like I said, it's an impressive feat of strength taking the rock out. And it looks like Bulldog and Triple H might have been in... Cahoots. Cahoots. Pedigree by Triple H. Spikes the rock. One, two, three. And the game has won. He's passed. The game has won the gauntlet. He's won 3-2, beating the rock. Thanks to the British Bulldog. And these two men have been a six-pack challenge. Do you think there might be some teamwork in that match? But I think it's a great episode of SmackDown. Absolutely, yeah. It is probably one of the best I've seen in a long, long time. And now the show ends with Triple H and the Bulldog beating down The Rock. Let's not forget The Rock will want retribution, but Austin will be the enforcer at Unforgiven. So that is it for SmackDown. We now move on to Unforgiven. Yes, yeah, September 26th, Charlotte Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. The attendance is 15,779, and the buy rate was a 1.0. Well, we start off with the first match, and it is Val Venus versus Steve Blackman. Well, Val strikes with a Russian leg sweep, and Swayze's hits before covering him, only getting two. Two. Val reverses the whip, and Steve hits a crossbody, but Val rolls him up, getting another two. Foul is now nearly pinned. Steve has run to the corner and Bulldog and the money shot ends it. Well, however, he will be getting his bag of goodies back as he KO'd Val with a kendo stick. He also eyes the medics, but some big dudes back him off. Yes, Val needs some medics after one stick. Cole is with Show and Cole about the Untaker. Show does not care where he is. Let's Cole know that. He's not leaving tonight without his title. And that takes on to match two, and it is Mark Henry as a champion versus D'Lo Brown for the WWF European title. Well, Henry comes down, he wants to save the fight until Raw. He suffered a brain aneurysm. Now they stay up and slug it out. Henry reverses the whip, but misses the clothes on the forearm. Shiver drops Henry, and now he follows up with a spin kick and gets two. Two. After a standing leg drop, Henry talks and his power bombed, and the low down finishes him off. Well, Cole is with the Acolytes and he thinks they have met their match. Bradshaw begs to differ and the Dudleys will be destroyed. 
Farouk agrees. There's a scrum outside their room and Chaz is getting beat up due to allegations of beating up his girlfriend. Stupid fucking angle. Well, Deborah and Kitty are with Lillian and Deborah says something. Double J runs in. That's uh, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T and wonders if it's a threat and he takes Kitty. Leaves. Well, it is match three. Jeff Jarrett versus China for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, he draws with Moolah and Young back in the ring. He she goes for the pedigree, but it counters and catapults right into the referee. Kitty gives him a guitar. Muller and Young barely get in the ring and take the guitar and both slowly beat his ass. I mean, slowly. They well, do- Sid slowly. No, honestly, yeah, just like... It, maybe not as slow as Sid. Um, <coughs> Double J comes off the ropes and the clotheslines them both. Uh, May's kicked in the gut, so is Muller, and Young is kicked to the floor. Now, Muller is stomped, and here comes Deborah, who shoves Kitty to the floor. Jarrett goes back to China, but Deborah has a guitar. Jarrett clearly sees her as he spun round, but waits for it. China covers him, and it is all over. Yeah, China is your new Intercontinental Champion. The but... refs are still on strike, and one of the scabs comes down and shows the other ref what happened on the t- Titan Tron with the guitar. The is reversed. Fuck, I hate shit like that. China kicks his ass in anger. And it's that Marty Jannetty looking motherfucker. Um... As well. Well, an hour later, May and Moolah have also taken away. And match four is Dudley Boys versus the Acolytes. Well, Bubba starts that Charlotte sucks and he gets some help from Devon with a hit to the back of the head. He asks the fans if they're making fun of him and they say yes. Devon claims they're going to beat up the Acolytes. They said a great line. It was like, uh, your soul may belong to the Undertaker, but your ass belongs to us. Love it. Well, Bubba, they hit the 3D, but Farouk runs in and Devon takes him out. Bradshaw kicks out, oh. and Bubba spikes him, and Devon hits the flying headbutt, but again, Bradshaw kicks out. Oh. Devon goes up, but Farouk crutches him, so Bubba goes after him, and Devon is back suplexed from the top rope. Bradshaw eats the steps, then Devon is nearly pinned. Bubba runs in and bulldogs Bradshaw, and he's nearly pinned. They brawl for a minute, and Stephen Richards runs in and super kicks Devon, and it is over. Yeah, Stevie just like a mini acolyte, hopes for Fangs back, lights, destroy him instead with a double power bomb. <clears throat> That's nice of them. Well, match five is Luna versus Ivory for the WWF Women's Title, and it is a hardcore match. Yeah, and it starts in the back. Luna blasts her from behind with a garbage can. They choke each other out, but Tori runs in and promptly gets her ass kicked by Ivory. Now Ivory has a pole and she's getting the win. Lillian is with May and Mula, and the old bags are irate with Jarrett. Ivory runs in and brags that that is wrestling. Mula lays waste to her with some help. From Match six, Edge and Christian versus the Rage Outlaws for the WF Tag Team titles. Well, at least they finally made this match for Edge and Christian. I guess they had to get the tag titles off the Rock of Mankind. Everyone else had matches, so why not randomly bring the Outlaws back together? Road Dogg's on the mic doing his thing as Mr. Al stands round looking stupid. Well, Gunn and Edge lock up and neither gets the upper hand. Edge has the arm and yanks on it, but Gunn counters and puts him in a headlock. Well, this match was also made on heat. The road dog is isolated in the wrong corner, getting pummeled. They keep mauling him and Gunn makes a save as Christian went for the pin. Here comes Edge who continues to punish road dog. Road dog is able to make the hot tag in the lines of both Edge and Christian. Christian is power slammed. Edge makes a save, now all four in the ring. Gunn is reverse DDT'd. Curse and Shields as the Harleys take out Christian and Edge is finished with the Famouser. <coughs> well, Bulldog is with Triple H and the former thinks that The Rock is getting too cocky and had to be taught a lesson. Lillian asks what relationship they have and Triple H responds it is none of her business. It is because they've not written it. Well, Boss Man stumbles over some works and goes off on Snow. Well, Snow talks about Pepper and how he's going to ball 
over fat man's boss man's fat ass. Well, match A is a big boss man in the WWE Hardcore title kennel from hell. A match we've seen on most ridiculous. It is terrible, isn't it? It is ridiculous. <clears throat> but James, you know what is more ridiculous? What's more ridiculous? That is Jinder Mahal beating Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Yeah. Well, this match sucks, and the fans think so too. Al has head and knocks Bossman out of it. Al's climbing up. Now Bossman is too. Al's on the cell climbing. The Bossman's on the roof of it. Al gets to the door as the dog handler just watches, and they keep the dog back. I mean, holy shit, this is awful. I mean, like, really, really bad. Very fucking bad, yes. Bossman is trying to leave, and the dogs stay far away from him. And now they go after him. Well, Mankind is with Cole. Cole mentions his best friend. And The Rock, he talks about his dozens of fans and how we laid a smack down on The Rock's candy ass to be WF champion. Yes, and it is match nine, Chris Jericho versus X-Pac, and it is Jericho's first ever WWF pay-per-view match. And the start of it, you've got Marty Jannetty looking motherfucking referee. Um, and it has been kind of back and forth. These these are two brilliant athletes in the, for their time. Without a doubt. And, you know, these two guys can definitely go, but... I think after what we've seen with the uh, the kennel from hell, the fans are still a little bit shell-shocked as Jericho's just reversed the X-Factor and looking for the walls of Jericho. Berg's pack managing to get out of that and just literally throw Jericho to the outside as he springboards his way over the top rope. But I think Jericho managed to catch most of it, but he's still down and out. Yeah, I think he was meant to protect the X-Pac a little bit more. Curtis Hughes right in front of the referee. And why is that no? De- why is that not a disqualification? Well, this is what scab referees do. <coughs> well, Jericho bouncing X Pac's head off the steel steps. And Jericho just in control after that, wearing X Pac down. Now he's off the top. Beautiful missile drop kick. Well, Jericho into a cover, but X Pac managing to kick out. Ah, uh, Curtis Hughes. I mean, it's an attractive guy, isn't he? The last person Curtis Hughes had managed in WWF at the time was Triple H back at Rumble '97. Before Triple H actually found China. But it's weird they put him with him maybe because they thought a smaller guy someone better to protect. As Xbox caught the submission now. And just when he looks like he's going to get out of it, Jericho slows him down. <coughs> little bit of bubbly! And now Xbox has been a submission for a while. The crowd are looking on something's going on in the crowd. Xbox managing to fight back as best he can. Elbows to the midsection, finally getting Jericho to release the hold. Well, now Jericho catching a. Back elbow, looking for the lion salt. Hits it and just mounts X-Pac, punching away at his face. And finally into the cover. But X-Pac just managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. So it's just missing in the match, isn't it? You know, like, either Jericho's not comfortable yet with the WF style or something's a bit off. I mean, there's no doubt they're trying, but... Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what it is. These two guys, on paper, they should have a fucking amazing match. X-Pac managing to get leg up a couple of times. Trying to fight back, but Jericho just on top of him at the moment. Well, X-Pac ducks a clothesline, hits a spinning heel kick of his own, takes Jericho down. Now X-Pac trying to fight back. The spinning heel kick rocks Jericho. Irish whip reversed. Oh, but X-Pac flies through the ropes, takes out Jericho's henchman. X-Pac springboarding in, a lovely clothesline takedown into the cover. Two. No, Jericho managing to kick out. Oh. Now X-Pac's got Jericho in the corner. Curtis Hughes is not happy. Well, X-Pac looking for the Bronco. Oh, no. Jericho gets his foot up. How low was that? Jericho off the second with a sent on. One, two. No. X-Pac managing to kick out. Oh. A lovely gut range backbreaker there by Jericho to X-Pac. Now he's slicing his throat a la Benoit. A la Benoit. 
Is he going up for a diving headbutt? No, X-Pac makes his way up to his feet. Crutches Jericho on the top. Now X-Pac, can he get across for the cover? No, so close, but only a two. Two. <sighs> X-Pac looking for a head scissors takedown on a Hurricane Rana, but Jericho catches him, plants him with a powerbomb. And X-Pac throws Jericho into the corner. He's caught in the tree of woe. Oh, and a Bronco Buster to an upside-down Jericho. No, no, Curtis Hughes taken out. Mike Jannette looking motherfucker. And then takes down X-Pac. And there you go. That should be a disqualification now. Well, if the outside interference and the low blow wasn't, assaulting the referee is. And what a disappointing way for Jericho's first pay-per-view match to end. They haven't got Jericho just right yet, have they? So, so he lost his debut match by DQ. And he's lost his debut pay-per-view match <laughs> by DQ. Yeah. I mean, he had a hot start, but there's a little bit of a stuff to find. And x gets saved by Road Dog. And um, those two are always going to be friends together. Jericho's victorious, though. Well, he's not. He lost, but he wins the battle. So, it's coming out now. It's the main event time. And it is for the WF Championship. Who will be the new champion? It's six. Got Kane. Mankind. British Bulldog. Big Show. Triple H. And The Rock. And of course, Stone Cold is the enforcer. We talk about reactions. The Rock had a fantastic reaction coming out here, didn't he? Absolutely, yes. And uh, I didn't think a reaction like that could be topped until... <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin came out and the roof came off the place. So, James, if we was looking at predictions, who would your uh, bet be on for this match? I think the Red Hot Rock. I think look at The Rock recently... You know, the only time he's, he's lost in big matches has been cost by someone else. I think this time, with Austin as enforcer looking on, I think I, I would back the Rock walking out. What about you? Um, oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go on the big show. And why? Because he is the big show. Well, only two men haven't held the WF title in this match, and that is the big show and British Bulldog. And Triple H had to work hard to get a run through the gauntlet. And now the Rock wants payback for what happened on SmackDown. And he's getting it now. He's going one-on-one with uh, Triple H. There's no way Triple H is 100%. Well, as The Rock hangs him up over that top rope, goes for a cover. Two, no. Triple H managing to kick out. Uh Of course, you've got Jimmy Corderas in there, who's one of the normal referees who's crossed the picket line. There's The Rock now. The right hand, but Kane... No, Kane tags that right hand, and The Rock's like, no, I don't want none of that. Let's him get in. So, rules of this six-pack challenge... Is it an elimination style match? No, it's first man to get the pin. But like most WWF matches, this will start off kind of normal with tag-ins and then just break down. Oh, hell, we'll break those. Look at the power of Kane. He wouldn't be surprised if he walked out as champion picking up Triple H. So would you not have your, uh, the first English WWF champion? I think Bulldog's a wild card in this match. I mean, you know, just recently returning and taking the Untaker's spot. We're not sure where the Bulldog is. He looked good taking out the Rock. But we'll see what it's like when he finally gets in there. Kane looking to drop the elbow on Triple H, who moves out of the way. And he's just waiting away with the right hands. So we've got four former champions in there. Five if you include Stone Cold into that. And Kane passes over Triple H, and I think that's a tag. Well, Kane's going off top, but Big Show pushes him off. You've got to wonder where the Big Show's head is since the Undertaker has gone. One would have thought he would have had an alliance with uh, the British Bulldog, the man who took his place, but that's not as it seems. Kane's sitting up and Mankind. Well, he gets the tag in from Triple H, who then takes him out. So we've now got three men in the ring. Mankind said he'll take out the Rock if that means he'll walk out as champion. He's got Triple H in the corner. 
And with that running knee to the jaw, but then Kane takes him out. Kane in the cover, but only gets a one count. One. Let's not forget this time last year, Kane and Mankind tag team champions. So they've got a history game. Of course, Paul Bearer's nowhere to be seen. They've managed both men. Oh, yeah. Kane dropping his head, but getting a kick to the jaw. And a Mankind with the right hands, kick to the midsection. Comes off the ropes with another kick. <laughs> well, Big Show tagging himself in, saying that you can't drop the big red machine. I can. We've seen these two giants clashing at King of the Ring. And they're both in there looking to become champion. A backbreaker now. He's just stretching Kane over his knee. Treating him like he's a cruiserweight. you got to love us in the commentary as well. One thing about Kane. Some bitch ain't no quiller. Jesus Christ on the rock. Goddamn. Goddamn, kid. So Austin has been against all six of these guys in the ring. Well, Austin's beaten Kane for the title. Rock for the title. Huge step up into Gurry from Kane to the Big Show. Rocks him to the Big Show's corner. Who tags himself in. Bulldog going down low to the back of the knee of Kane and then just clubbing blows to the back of the head. And you see what the Bulldog can do in there as Kane reverses him. Oh, a huge big boot to the head. Show with a super kick. Mankind tags himself in. And now the Big Show's in in place of the Bulldog. Yeah, I don't think the Bulldog want any of that. Now Big Show's got the tag in against... Uh, sorry, Bulldog's got the tag in against Big Show. But now tags the Rock in who starts beating up the man who tagged him in. And now shit's breaking down. And now the Rock's going after Bulldog. Man, it cost him the match. Triple H didn't want any teaming up there with Bulldog or help. But a low blow right in front of the referee. Now Bulldog picking up the Rock. Lovely delayed vertex and plants the great one. <laughs> Taking in Mankind who doesn't want any of the Rock. Or Mankind, the title's on the line. I know he's your friend, but you got to do what's right. And the Rock now with the right hands to Kane. Well, now Kane picking the rock up, maybe looking for a tombstone. Uh, side Russian leg sweep to Kane, though. Rock managing to reverse it and go for the cover. Oh, only a two count. Two. Now Kane going clothesline, Rock managing to dodge it. Now Rock tagging in Mankind. Mankind goes for the clothesline, Kane went for the choke slam. Mankind went low, low. Oh, and a seated pop from Mankind to Kane. Two. No, Kane kicks out. Uh-huh. Triple H in against Mankind. Punches him out of the ring. Mankind grabbing the legs and bouncing Triple H's head off the steel steps. Yeah, these two men going down the entranceway. Triple H blocking a suplex attempt in the entranceway and reversing it to Mankind. Well, here comes the rock down. Runs straight through Triple H. Now he's got the game of precarious position. Punches him in the knackers. Now Kane's joining the fray. And Bulldog and the Big Show as well. They're all out there. Hell's broken loose now. It was only a matter of time before this happened, to be fair. And Triple H and Mankind, legal guy. Oh, and Triple H sent to the stairs. Kane sent into Barry Cade, and so's Bulldog, but the one by ringside. And Mankind's arranging some furniture and drops the steel stairs onto the back of the game. Oh my god, and the stairs there. Mankind taking out Triple H, might have broke his neck. Well, the power driver is blocked nowadays, and on the stairs is even more dangerous. A bulldog and mankind in the ring going off against each other. Kane sends Rock into the stairs. Now bulldog's got mankind. Irish whip. Oh my god. That was a hard Irish whip. And Bo- bulldog flips into the turnbuckle. And he's waiting for the Rock to get back to his feet. And a bit of payback there. Well, this is not a tag team match, mankind. Mankind taps Rock on the back and gives him the thumbs up. Says good job. Well, would mankind rather have the Rock and Stock connection than the title? You'll have to ask McFoley himself. Well, Mankind doesn't have many friends, so uh, 
Think the title would help him. <laughs> and now the Rock tags in the Big Show and says, look, lift him up and drop him down. And then Rock just take a Triple H off the apron. Oh, Kane's in. Uh-oh. And now the referees are coming down. Oh, they're going to get involved in the match. Well, Big Show, Irish whipping Kane. I reckon Tim White's going to win this now. And the big boot. While the real ref's down in, maybe the minute be on strike. And Jimmy Cordero's in there and the other referee's looking on as Mankind. Big right hands to Big Show. Uh, Big Show comes out of the corner there and just throws Mankind by his face. Irish whip and a back elbow by Big Show. Now Big Show with a headbutt taking Mankind down. Scoop slam by the Big Show to Mankind. <clears throat> Get some heart on a jump and drop in the elbow. Now Big Show looks really confident as well as he goes to the cover. No, the Rock in to save it. Was he saving the match or was he saving his partner? Well, maybe a bit of both. As Mankind tags in the Rock. Well, the Rock blocking the Big Show and laying a few right hands of his own. Coming off the ropes. The Big Show stays up on his feet though. Second time unsuccessful. Will it be third time lucky? Yes. The Big Show gets dropped into a cover to, no, Triple H with the save. Now Triple H taking out the Rock. And Austin's at the ringside just drinking a beer. Well, the Rock taking a beer off Austin. Oh, dear. The Rock is going to pay for that one big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Austin at his best there. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, he grabbed my beer, little bastard. Mankind with DDT to Kane. Well, Kane's got Mankind on his back. Big Show's tagged himself in. Look at the strength of Kane, but it won't matter. Boom, Tombstone, pile driver. Big Show got the tag. As he throws Kane over the top rope, eliminating from the rumble. Signaling for choke slam. And Kane's perched up on the top rope. Well, Big Show's going to take out Kane. Uh, take out Mankind. And Kane takes out the Big Show. Now Bulldog's in, picking up Kane. And a power slam. And Triple H, he's got Bulldog. He's got a pedigree. But the Rock's in with the right hand. He sends the game over the top, but it's Mankind. Double arm DDT. He wanted to win it all along. And now with Socko, we put it in the rock. Austin loves it and we love it. Mankind wanted to beat Rock all along. But the Rock turns it around into a rock bottom. No, Triple H breaking it up. Well, the Rock looked to have it won, but Triple H managed to make the save. Now Big Show just taking everybody out in sight. And the Bulldog gets picked up by Big Show, easily slammed. Swept out of the way. Now Big Show's got Mankind around the throat. Signaling for the end. Huge choke slam. And that is it. Big show in the cover. Two. No. The other referees pulled Cordera's out. Well, why the hell are the referees doing that for not happy with Jimmy's performance? And now Hebner's slopping out there kicking the kicking shit. Kicking the crap, yeah. The big show looking on as if to say, what the fuck? Well, big show had it won. Austin's out of his chair. <laughs> hits Teddy Long, hits El Hebner. Timmy White. And he just lays out all the refs. And Mike Kyoto getting stumped by Austin. And another right hand for Shirt Stealer Hebner. And Austin taking out Ebony, and it's Triple H and the Rock in there. Rock with a DDT to the game. And here comes Austin. No, <laughs> just a two count. <laughs> they thought it was a three, but Triple H managed to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. The crowd desperately for the Rock to win. Triple H with his high knee. The Rock turning Triple H into Rock Bottom again. And this could be it. The other men brawling at ringside. And uh, looking for the most electrifying move in sports entertainment. The people's elbow. Plants it. One. Two. No. Big Show pulls out Austin. Bulldog's in there with a steel chair. Hits the rock over the heads. 
Austin with a low blow to Big Show back in the ring. Takes a chair off Bulldog and plants him. All the while, Triple H is a pedigree on the rock. Goes for the cover. Will Austin count it? He did. And Triple H gets his title back. And he's a WF champion yet again. Losing it to Vincent Mann, but winning it back here at Unforgiven. Well, Austin wanted it. He said he would be fair and square. And now Austin's got the title belt. And the right thing to do. And he's going to raise Triple H's hand. Oh, and the game has to overreact. And gets in Austin's face. Yeah, snatches a title. <laughs> but eats a stunner. Says, look, I was trying to call it down the middle. But you turn into a son bitch. Well, Triple H may have become WF champion. Rattlesnake lies in wait. Austin wants his shot. But I think that's a great main event for a pay-per-view as well. I think it worked really well. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. It was uh, full of storylines. There was loads of stuff going on with the referees that were picketing, dragging a referee out, and Austin doing the right thing, calling it right down the middle when he was uh, enforcing the match as well. Yeah, brilliant. But I think this whole card was just about that pay-per-view. About that main event, sorry. But at least it delivered. That's a good thing about it. Absolutely, yeah. But anyway, we move on, and it's Monday Night Raw, and it's the September 27th edition. Well, Raw destroys Nitro with a near 6.8 to a 3.0, as this is the famous This Is Your Life Rock episode. Well, Vince ended the ref strike. Uh, strike that was pointless, as they still had refs. They tried to make the scab refs worse, but all the refs are terrible. So it made no difference as a horrible hang. Yes, we get a Triple H promo, and he does not care about the fans booing him and brags about the title. He told everyone that he was going to do it. He beat the best in the WWF and is the game. He even beat the beloved Rock and he loved that Austin had to make the count. Austin is next and he will be the last notch on his belt of success. He will not sleep or rest until he beats his ass. And here comes the Bulldog. And the Bulldog reminds him that they made a deal that Triple H would give him a title shot on Raw. He bowed his up down and he did not come back to the WWF for nothing. He came back to become the WWF champ. And tonight, that belt is going round his waist. So is Davey a face now? Triple H tells him to calm down before his bucket-sized head pops off. Triple H tells him he lied his ass off. Davey keeps calling him Game Boy. and responds that he can take him out now or do it later on Raw for the title. And the choice is Triple H. Triple H tells him to screw you. Bulldog knew would say that and tackles him and beats him down. Where it hurts and turns to go after him. And Triple H is trying to stomp a hole in him. Well, fuck, China is annoying. The rest run down and pulls them apart, and here comes Vince. He congratulates Triple H on winning the title and hopes that Bulldog caused no bodily harm. But he's disappointed for not wanting to put the title on the line. Vince continues that Triple H will not face the Bulldog tonight, but the man Bulldog screwed, and that is The Rock. Bulldog is not happy, nor is Triple H, and I thought Austin got the first shot anyway. Well, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. He's with Tom Pritchard, the Mike Jeanette-looking motherfucker, who was a scab ref, is now saying something to him. Well, Mankind has balloons and presents and someone who is covered up. He thinks the rock will go banana. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is walking with Tom and Kitty. And Test and Steph are going tuck shopping, and this is fucking horrible. Here comes Jeff Jarrett, and he does not like anywhere her. He challenges Deborah and China in a tag match with Pritchard as his partner. Well, we go on to match one, and it is Big Show versus Chris Jericho. Well, Scamrock should be thrilled that he survived this match with Jericho with only a buddy cast. His track record is destroying Roadhog and Scamrock. Now his next victim is the biggest waste of sperm ever. Show is not happy. Well, Show has him up for two hours until Prince Albert can missile kick him. 
The match was tossed before he even goes all the way up top. Jericho scatters but runs into Road Dog and he flips while Hughes gets decked. Prince Albert, why? Well, we might find out soon, but Mankind is talking to the covered person. Stevie Richard comes in and Mankind wants to know what he's doing. Stevie wants to be him and Mankind does not want to cut him into his royalties. Stevie wants to be Dude Love because he's a chick magnet. Mankind is all for it and whispers to his cover friend that Dude was never a chick magnet and they hated it. China was ready for the match and warns Debris she could be a casualty. Well, here comes Austin and he was pissed off when he found out he did not get his title shot. He means no disrespect to The Rock, but he was promised. He tells Vince to get his ass out here and here comes Austin. Here he comes and Austin tells him to put a spring in his step. Vince wonders stupidly if Austin wants an explanation. Austin calls him Einstein and wants to know. Vince thanks him for reinstating him and Vince agrees that he did not promise him a rematch, but not when. Austin is there. Well, Austin will get it out of the pay-per-view. Austin paces and wants to make sure he understands what Vince McMahon is saying because he's been so full of crap in the past. Vince assures him that he'll get the rematch of the pay-per-view. Austin warns him that he'll stomp an epic mud hole on him if he plays with Vince's collar if Vince does not keep his word. Well, it's GTV and Terry is with the posse. She fucked the other two and is told to beat it while one of the posse is pissed about being the caboose after she stormed away. Wow, that's not horribly... Match two, Steve Blackman versus Dino Brown for the European title. Well, Droz has arrived and he's at the announce table and the match does not last long as Blackman uses the kendo stick. Steve takes it out, takes out the head of security. Droz attacks Brown and pukes on him and Mark Henry runs out and tries to help D-Lo but he's shoved off. We get more Mankind and he's chanting rock and sock. Well, during the break, Mankind asks Austin if he wants to come out and join the party. Austin begs off politely. Well, this is your life. Well, here comes Mankind and he wants to make up for putting Socko in the Rock's mouth. If Rock comes out, that would be great. If not, then the Rock and Sock connection is dead. And here comes The Rock. The Rock is not happy about last night, but it happens he gets a title match tonight. So what the hell does Mankind want? Mankind is happy that The Rock is not mad, but this is your life, Rock. Balloons fall from the ceiling, complete with circus music. To remember his yesteryear and first, comes out his sixth grade home ec teacher and calls her by the wrong name. Well, he calls her Griffith and the graphics say Sherbert. I guess the latter is wrong. She's all excited and the rock stops her. All he wanted to do was make pancakes and she never let him. She made him cook other things. She was finally going to allow him to make pancakes, but she ran out of Aunt Jemima. That's okay and wonders if she likes to cook still. Now he goes off on Jabroni Drive and checking into the Smackdown Hotel as she needs to shut her mouth and know her role. She leaves. Well, Mankind has another surprise for him. The next voice is someone who wants him to drop and give him 20. It is his high school football coach. Rock talks about high-fiving the quarterback, but he DDT'd, quarterback, but DDT'd him instead and was taken out of the... Rock has to run sprints in front of all his fans. Coach has a nice whistle and Rock wants him to give it a nice blow. Rock would like to do something special with that. He wants to shine it up real nice, turn that son bitch sideways, and stick it straight up his candy ass. Rock tells him to beat it, and Mankind tells the coach to hit the bricks too. Well, Rock tells him to speed this bullcrap up as he has stuff to do. Mankind has something to show for the millions. Rock stops him and does not like that and shows him how to do it. Mankind wants to show the Rock's sensitive side. The next voice is his high school sweetheart, and she's all happy about the Rock puts out his hand and stops her. Tells a story about how they used to sit up on a parent's couch and she liked it and she whispered for him to go to second base and when his hand inched up her knee and then she cut him off. 
He does not hold a grudge because he knows she wants to go one-on-one with a great one and serve up a piece of that poontang pie. Well, she has a classic look on her face. Rock loves pie, but tells her to poontang her ass on out of here. Mankind's at a loss for words. When he tries to speak, the rock cuts him off and tells him to listen to the fans chant his name, and they do so. Mankind apologises that he did not know that his teacher would be a bitch, the coach is a jerk, and he acts a skank. He has a son, presents, and they are the rock and sock jackets, and he gets the fans to chant that. Mankind gives him another present, and it's Mr. Rocco. He knows the Rock will love the next unveiling, even though he does not know her. It's your pool of clowns. She puts a lay on him and a sticker. Well, Rock does not like her putting stickers on him, and it does not matter what her name. Now, Mankind is irate as he went through a lot, and sometimes the Rock is an ungrateful little man. She is important because she's going to lead the fans into a happy birthday song. Well, they sing, and the Rock calls him an SOB at his party. His, 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 his actual birthday is May 2nd. The cape was brought down. Mankind responds that every day he spends with him feels like someone's his birthday. Triple H runs down and swings a sledgehammer. The Rock wisely ducks and backs down the ramp, glaring at Triple H. Well, we move on to match three, and it's the New Age Outlaws versus X-Pac and Kane for the WWF. Well, let's just talk about this is your live segment because it's quite a special moment on Raw. And um, we've actually got we've someone behind it. Well, the following is taken from Bill Banks' MySpace blogs. For those who don't know, Bill Banks is a photographer for TNA. He's a genius who tagged a few segments along to Vince Russo. So this is about This Is Your Life. He says, One of my proudest moments in the wrestling business coming up, the idea for the highest-rated cable segment in the history of wrestling, This Is Your Life with Rick Rock and Mick Foley. Well, at the time, The Rock and Foley had combined forces as a tag team. Uh, <clears throat> so at the time, The Rock and Foley had combined forces as the Rock and Sock Connection tag team. The dynamic between them was that Rock was too cool for a slob like Foley, but the Rock still had a soft spot for him. In turn, Foley did everything he could to impress the Rock and get on his good side. When I was providing ideas to Russo and Ferrer on a weekly basis, one of the things I did was scan a TV guide, reading up on plot summaries for upcoming movies and television shows. Well, one day I came across the lineup for a This Is Your Life marathon of the old 1950s. It gave me the idea to have Foley and Rock have their own. Knowing Russo was a fan of old television shows, I typed out the the Rock's life by reuniting him with his former girlfriend, a grade school teacher, his coach. Russo loved it and decided to go with it. i never forget watching it from backstage while it was happening in the ring. Not only were the fans loving it, but so was everyone in the back. That is except for Vince McMahon. Well, the entire segment went for something like 21 minutes, which McMahon was livid about. Even though we had overtaken WCW in the ratings, they were still in competition, and McMahon didn't want to give them an... He thought it was too much time to devote to a talking segment and told Russo and Ferrar to never let it happen. So after watching my idea unfold in the ring, it was a letdown afterwards to see that McMahon didn't like it. Russo and Ferrar were disappointed with Vince's reaction as well. The next day was the SmackDown tapings. I got a ride from Dr. Tom Pritchard from the hotel... To the arena, and a few minutes after arrived, Russo come out of go look at the... By that, he meant the production office door where the ratings for the previous nights for all were posted for everyone to see, broken down by each segment. Next to this is your live segment with the numbers 8.4, and someone on the circuit with pen and wrote, highest ever. I stood there for a few seconds, letting it all sink in. When I turned around, Ferrara was behind me smiling. Yeah, nobody wants to watch those talking segments, he joked. I don't think my man ever apologised or even congratulated. So that is one of the highest rated segments of all time. So we move on and Raw and match three New Age Outlaws versus X Buck and Kane for the tag team titles. Oh, Pack and Road Dog shake hands before squaring off. Here come the Hollies. Pack and Road Dog are getting nowhere until Pack is decked. Kane is in and all are going at it. 
Pack misses the buster and Kane is double teamed. Hollies, who are at the announce table, decide to enter the ring. The match is tossed out. And they... Moolah and May Uncle Ivory of Champion will face her in the evening gown match. And match four is Ivory versus Moolah and May Young. Well, Moolah is shoved down and when Ivory messes with her shoe, she is speared by Young and they roll around. This is atrocious. Ivory is hammered by May Young, but she gets a gown ripped off and tossed to the floor. Moolah attacks and pounds Ivory and gets the win. Lovely. Well, match five is Jeff Jarrett. <coughs> is Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T and Tom Pritchard versus China and Deborah. Well, Jeff Jarrett makes fun of women and talks about cooking and cleaning. China is willing to fight, but if she wins by pinning Jeff Jarrett, she gets a rematch. Deborah strolls down and shows off her body, and Tom gets low blow by China. China falls on a down, Jeff Jarrett and gets a win. She's out too. Deborah and Kitty got into it as well. And match six is The Rock versus Triple H for the WWF. Well, Austin is at the announce table. Rock takes his Triple H and he beats him on in the crowd. Austin comes in and destroys Triple H and Rock strikes with the rock bottom. But both are down. Rock lays over Triple H and Earl slowly counts, but Bulldog stops that and stomps the shit out of The Rock and then Triple H. He power slams the game and it is over. Well, this was fairly short, but a brawl, but the ending was filled with shenanigans, but that was to be expected. So let's move on to our last episode of SmackDown, and it's the 30th of September. Well, ratings dipped a bit to a 4.1, and hopefully this is better than last week's. And seeing as they have got a lot to cover before the pay-per-view, I'm sure we'll only get a few matches. Well, Outlaws come out, and Road Dogg has a mic. He does his thing, and the crowd is hot. Well, match one is Road Dogg versus Chris Jericho. Road Dogg is tired of waiting for him and runs at him, and Jericho jaws with the fans and clobbers him. He knocks him over the barrier and into the crowd. The Hollies have arrived as Jericho gets tossed over the barrier. Well, he tosses the ref to the floor and Curtis Hughes tries to help to no avail. And Jericho is DDT'd. Mr. Ars brings in a table. Road Dog dry humps Jericho and preps him for the table. But the Hollies run in and blast him and slam Road Dog for a table. Mr. Ars runs in and gets destroyed and Jericho wins via DQ. Well, not much of a match as Jericho just got wasted. Well, Lillian is talking to Vince about the Bulldog trying to get the title. Vince agrees and Rock keeps getting screwed. Triple H will face Bulldog. No China, Triple H was for ref and The Rock will be the ref. Well, Mankind comes out and is a bit sad about Monday. He was damn proud of being a part of the Rock and Sock. Fans chant it. Well, Mankind calls out Val Venus, who claims to be a busy man with two ladies right now. He tells Mankind that it's not his birthday either. Mankind wants something in his pants. Val is baffled. Mankind turns to his back and wants Val to whip it out and give it to him. Well, Val does not swing that way. Mankind responds that is white long and with a beautiful head on it, and he better whip it out or what it will do, and he'll pull it in Val's mouth. Val does not want to put that from the side of the green, and Mankind has no idea what he's talking about. Well, on GTV Monday, Val stole Rocco and put it in his pants. Fan mocked him, and Val assures everyone it was a joke for the boys in the back. Mankind does not appreciate it, and neither does the Rock, who wants it right now. He goes for it, but Val rolls to the floor and promises to head to the back and bring it to him. Mankind warns him that he better deliver it. He will talk Well, Triple H is looking for Vincent Mann. And The Rock does not care about being the ref. He has been screwed and is not crying about it because in due time he will be the champ and, he, and Triple H can take his three-foot nose and shove it up his candy ass. Match two is Edge and Christian versus the new brood. Well, Terry comes down. Gangrel is told by the ref to beat it. And the winner of the best of five series gets a hundred grand and her services. Terry's. Well, after a minute or so, Matt and Christian are in both line and go down. Edge gets a hot tag and unloads them, the boy Hardys. They go back and forth and we get suplex with all four as the tower and Edge and Christian get the win. 
Well, for a tournament, this was a weak opener. But Bulldog is happy to be getting a title shot and tells The Rock to mind his own beeswax. That's very British of him. <laughs> well, Mankind assures The Rock that he found Rocco and Val Venus has it. Rock wants to know who the hell that is. Then they say some dick innuendos. Rock tells him to go get it and offers a high fan. Kind goes for it. He is nearly slapped. Well, match three, Big Show v. D'Lo Brown for the European title. Well, nothing much happening. About two minutes or so. And with Droz and Prince Albert at the announce table, PA runs into the ring and is powerbombed. Droz attacks D'Lo and Mark Henry saves him. Well, match four is the Dudley Boys and X-Puck. It's the Dudley Boys versus X-Puck and Kane versus the Acolytes. Well, Bubba is wearing a rock and sock jacket. When one team is pinned, they are out. Stevie Richards, who is wearing the jacket. Kane clobbers Devil, and now Bradshaw gets a tag and he chops away, but lows his head and gets DDT'd. So, but the mat. What? Sorry, new kitten would not but let that. me type. What Kane has taken that? charge and clean house. Devil has run over, and Kane goes up top with strikes for Lariat getting two. Two. Oh, the acolytes have been DQ for touching the ref. X Pac hits a buster, and Devil is choke slammed and pinned. Well, acolytes attack Kane and X Pac right after the win and laid them out. Mankind's in the back doing well. Nothing, nothing at all. Well, here comes Jeff Jarrett. That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E, double T. And he has all sorts of domestic materials such as pots and pans and an ironing board. He wants to beat China with them. He has an open challenge for any woman to get their carpet cleaned and he pushes a vacuum cleaner. Well, he's taught in the Shasta McNasty girls and how they need to be barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen. Double J challenges both. All the women he's beaten come out led by Deborah in charge. And then China cleans out Double J. May Moolah, molest lawyer. <laughs> well, Rocky's not happy that his jacket has been misplaced. The mankind runs off to find it. Well, Terry Taylor's with the big security guard, big man, who's having issues with Steve Blackman. He's a terrible actor and gets blindsided by Steve and stomped to bits. Mankind is in the, in the ring and warns Bubba Ray that he needs to give back the jacket or the Rock will be upset. But Mankind is too. Both Dudley's run down and assault Mankind. Here comes Val Venus and he's wearing Rocco. Mankind levels Bubba as Devon chills on the floor. I guess this is a match then? Well, it is Mankind versus Bubba. And Stevie Richards now involved and he kicks Bubba. Devon tried to hold Mankind but it's taken out. Val's at the announce table and he gets in the ring. Val respects Mankind. He talks about what things he's done for the business and wants Mankind to close his eyes so he can give him a surprise. Mankind does so and he gets his nuts grabbed by Val and Rocco. Dudley runs down and stomping him, takes out Stevie, then rip up the jacket. Well, there was a ref in the ring, and I'm not sure if this was a match or not. Well, here comes The Rock, and The Rock talks about what he's cooking. The fans are absolutely loving it. And, of course, The Rock is law in this title match between Bulldog and Triple H. You will take no shenanigans. Screwed, uh, sorry, the Bulldog screwed Rock on Raw, and Bulldog going to go for a shot to The Rock. But The Rock now with the right hand, close-eyed Bulldog over the top. And we're still waiting for Triple H to come out here. The new WWF champ. The two-time champ. Some of that Triple H. And Triple H might see an advantage. He's coming running down to take out the Bulldog. And The Rock has already given the game the advantage. And the Bulldog screwed the Rock and Raw. Smackdown as well, special guest referee. And The Rock hates both of these men. A Bulldog sent into the ring post. <coughs> and the Bulldog's outfit's a bit different from last time. He had his uh, standard Bulldog outfit on. Now he's just wearing a pair of jeans. Well, very basic. I don't like when Bulldog wore the jeans. He just kind of... don't know if the other ones didn't fit him. But now Triple H is getting the Rock's face. That's not a good idea. And now it's all Triple H at the moment. But Bulldog is getting his shot. Oh, he gives Bulldog the knee. <laughs> and the Rock's looking out of the crowd when Triple H has got a cover on Bulldog. So the Rock didn't see it. He's explaining to himself. And a low blow clear as day. The Rock's saying, damn. 
backstage, Austin watching the match. And he'll face the winner at no mercy. That's Triple H on the outside now. A bulldog bouncing ahead of the game off to the announce table. And the Rock now going on commentary as well. He can do everything, can the great one. Played your bulldog at the entrance way as the Rock's on commentary. Telling Mark Cole to shut his mouth. Oh, scoop slam from Bulldog to Triple H on the entrance ramp. Well, no China to help out the fans at the moment. Just in love with the Rock. And Bulldog now's got Triple H up. Looking for his power slam, but Bulldog turns round. Triple H loading up a pedigree. Hits it on Bulldog. And they're looking to go for it. And the Rock, is he going to go for the cover? And the Rock is applauding him. Well, the pedigree is an impressive move. And you can see the Rock saying that's a good move. And the Rock is a fan of Triple H's work. Now Triple H going after the Rock. Both men trading right hands in the middle of the ring. The Rock hits the Rock bottom on the game. And the Rock still with his shades on. This is Rock nearly at his coolest. And he's going to go back on commentary. And the Rock's now going to count. Bulldog is going to be new champion. Here comes the Rock. <laughs> and the Rock not doing the count properly. One, two. It doesn't matter if the Rock counts to three. That's hilarious by the Rock. Bulldog can't believe it. Now Bulldog with a title in hand. Looking to take out the game. No. Instead goes for the Rock. Rock ducks it. Hits Bulldog with the title. Hits Triple H with the title. For <laughs> the Rock in complete control. With people's elbow on the Bulldog. The shades are off. And here he comes. <laughs> people's elbow. I think one of the best people's elbows of all time. Well, he just skids to a halt. <laughs> Lands it on the Bulldog. I know Austin's like the kind of big star, but the rock there, just, that's what a face should be like. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You just want to be the rock as he's got the title. Oh, fuck the pair of you. I'm leaving <laughs> with a belt. He should be champion. It was down to what the Bulldog and Triple H did and the shenanigans that went on. And the rock's having the last laugh here tonight. Bulldog. And Triple H wants his belt, but the rock's got it. Well, Mark Eaton telling Triple H his belt's been taken. Well, he gets uh, clocked by Triple H and stomped on a couple of times. <laughs> he runs, climbs in the ring to run across it to climb out. <laughs> and Triple H is furious as The Rock laid ways to Bulldog and Triple H. And Triple H and The Rock brawling at the end, trying to get the title back. But Dan, what have you thought of WWF in September? I certainly think it has been very entertaining. The storytelling is above point. The wrestling... It's not the greatest quality, but they still managed to tell a very good story throughout it. Yeah, I think without doubt, I think what we've seen, you know, the pay for Unforgiven, like I said, the main event has been paying off at the moment, and that's what's keeping WF looking so fresh. We reuse the characters, and we're seeing people debuting like Jericho, and, you know, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian getting more prominence, and it's only a good thing as well. We'll be back in WF in a couple of months' time in November where we'll have Survivor Series, but we'll do Halloween Havoc next month for WWE vs. WCW. But our next episode will be NXT Update. We'll bring that to you. And we'll bring you latest news on NXT. And of course, AEW. And if it's going on a huge week of professional wrestling, we'll keep everybody up to date with Raw and SmackDown and stuff like this. And also, in two weeks' time, it's the WNR 250, Dan. Absolutely, yes. We will be giving you uh, all the latest goings-on with some slight modifications to the way we're going to be podcasting. We're going to give you the list of the top 50 wrestlers since we've started the podcast, so it's basically anyone from 2014 onwards, yeah. you know, so wrestlers that was in our last top 50 list, if you listen to that one, probably won't be featured in it because, you know, they've either, they're not active or they haven't been as active as other superstars, but 
you know, it's all going to be about the mass debate that we have about who deserves to be in the top 50 list. Right, uh, and then Sunday will bring you the entire list in, you know, 1 to 50 about who is the best. And, of course, we'll have Helena say it. We'll, we'll give you the review on that on the Saturday as well. So, like I said, a huge couple of weeks for the WNR. But don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Review or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins across all the Google platforms. Send us an email, the Dublin Podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, the Dublin Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find me and give me a like. I am Vince McDan. Or you can come and find our page. And yes, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network review. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. There, clips on there, and podcast same time on youtube as other places like soundcloud on your phone we've also got uh shows on spreaker and stitcher radio and of course itunes where you can download subscribe rate and review for now uh but of course until nxt update don't forget i have been james rodens and as always i was joined by Bam white thanks for listening everybody and bye bye <laughs>